Hello and welcome. It's been way too long to do not resuscitate a DNR fan guest. I am your DM, Ken, and joining me is Amy. Hi, I'm Amy, and I play V, the half-orc fighter. And Ian. I'm Ian. I play Liam Elsier, the half-elf bard. Um, also, uh, depending on the release, it may not have been way too long for people listening. That depends on my procrastination entirely. <laughs> okay. the uh, in the meta, it's been <laughs> behind the scenes. It's been like a month and a half for us or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Well, anywho, what? Back to the show. No, it's, it's like just, almost two months. It's just a sign of greatness because old school Dungeons and Randomness was like that way back in the old days with Group One. Like they they posted once every other True. month. It was like fine, and now look where they are. <laughs> oh God, are we Group yes. One? Oh, okay. we are Group One. All right. I'm oh not, no. I'm not gonna deny it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, no. Before we fall down that rabbit hole, last and definitely not least, Rob. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rob. I am playing Hamish Thorleifsson, the dwarf sorcerer. Okay. Hi, I'm CJ, and I play Chikova. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I, I was not last. <laughs> uh, we got on a tangent, and I forgot. <laughs> no distractions in the intro, damn it. <laughs> we are professionals, okay? We are group one. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. Does that mean, does that mean we're going to have to release uh, an eight-hour episode? Uh, the greater good. I mean, that... I don't... Well, I mean, the first episode was eight hours for them. I mean, we did release like a four hour a while ago. Oh, yeah, because I was supposed to be two and you're like, eh, fuck it. I don't feel like I, I had like, once again procrastinated on editing. And so <laughs> and so I was like, uh, you know what? Uh, since I've procrastinated, let's just give someone uh, our listener and a half a very long episode there. Congratulations. You're welcome. <laughs> well, at the time, Listen it was a listener. And a half. And a half. What happened to the other half, half a listener? It's Rob's kid. It's like two and a half men. Oh. <laughs> um, he, stopped, he stopped listening a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Now we're down to one. Yeah. Hi, Dave. Dave, well, and Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Dave and Mark. And I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but it's pretty much Dave and Mark. Unless you count David S., in which case, Dave is two people. <laughs> okay, so last session that happened ages ago, some weird shit happened. So you were given a very sketchy letter under the door in the middle of the night to go capture an Etten alive. You had recruited a mercenary and a very beautiful woman and love interest to everyone, uh, Susiana, to help to help in this mission of capturing this Etten alive. You went out. Things went pretty well. It turns out Andax is a badass. Susiana's support powers are uh, well worth her weight in gold. And there were some fun conversations between V and Susie. First impressions w between the mm -hmm. two happened very good. So that's promising. Mm -hmm. Things are going well. <laughs> so you successfully captured it alive. Uh, bringing it back was a bit of a chore. Um, you had to knock it out a whole bunch. Eventually, you broke its will and it stopped fighting, which is very depressing and cruel. But hey, whatever, you got paid. Turns out your client was the Kobolds. So you went, you met at the rendezvous outside of town with the Kobolds. And the Kobolds, one of the Kobolds pulled out a wand, pointed it at the Etten, and the Etten got up and went, We're friends now, and just started walking away with them. Liam, seeing this, went, Well, what the fuck is that? decided to chase the cast invisibility on himself 
chase them down, steal it, and manage to escape. Uh, barely. He didn't able. He wasn't able to steal it stealthily. He basically just grabbed it from his pocket, became visible in that moment, standing in front of a whole party and a giant, and went, uh, later, Fuck. and just ran. <laughs> so we got chased down. They followed you. You ended up... Uh, uh, you hurled the um, cart at them, so you lost your security deposit, sadly, which is not surprising. I don't think anyone expected to get your security deposit back. Uh, no, we were we were fully <laughs> no. expecting to lose that security deposit. <laughs> I mean, it made it we all the so way close. back to town. You made it close. But, we were yeah. so close. But as you were running away, the, the oxen and carts got waylaid by the Etten, who just took the cart off of the ox, and I think it was on fire, if I remember correctly. I don't remember why. Oh, it was no. I believe so. I think, yes, Hamish shed it on fire because, I like, did. yes. Just and because. I sent it careening back towards them. He was oh, like, well, yeah. I'm losing my deposit anyways. Oh, that's right. He was employing a scorched earth policy. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I couldn't, I remember it was on fire, but I couldn't remember why. <laughs> because the answer Hamish is, is always Hamish. Yeah. That, yeah. That's fair. As the saying goes, which I definitely agree we should have on a shirt, where there's smoke, there's fire, where there's fire, there's probably Hamish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's a words to live by. So Hamish mm. employed a scorched earth policy. Uh, the Etten caught it, removed the cart from the ox, picked up the ox, and all of you went, well, I guess he's got lunch now. So, <laughs> so you managed to get away with this weird mind wand. Uh, an arcana check mm. from, I think, Jakova when it was first being cast. Uh, let me quickly go back and see if I can find. Lots of perceptions, some athletics from when you were running away. Mm -hmm. Arcana. Yeah, here we go. Hmm. I think they were all terrible. Or no, Hamish. Oh god, of course it was Hamish. Hamish was the only <laughs> one to notice that when it was first being cast on the Etten, he realized that it was not a mind control spell like suggestion, but more of a communication spell. Mm. Uh, he had failed to communicate this to the party, and so Liam, after they got back to home office, decided to go be like, alright, well if I go crazy, uh, Susie, or V, not Susiana. He turned to V and said, if I go crazy, knock me out. And he pointed the wand at himself, and it turned out it was a communication spell, and he was met with Lester, the wizard that got blown up in the forest way back when. And he told him all kinds of interesting things, like how he was the one who created the circles in the first place at the behest of Lindquist, who is, in fact, the, the former mayor who stayed as a vengeful spirit after he was assassinated for his attempts to grow Fairbay. And so, but he fucked up when he made those circles see they were all screwed up so he did genuinely want to undo them but because he made them wrong in the first place he didn't know how to undo them kind of like when you're tying a knot but not an actual knot you're just like looping a string on itself how do you undo that it just becomes a wad so that's basically what he was having going on he was trying to convince liam to like help him out in this venture because it turned out the all of the political figures you've been dealing with in fairbay are kind of assholes and corrupt and they want to keep fairbay small and they're clearly willing to kill to do that and liam was not terribly convinced and lester thought it was a good idea to show liam images of his parents uh surviving in the silver glade somehow which it's well known the Silver Glade is a super dangerous place. So Liam doubted all of these visions. He's like, these these are illusions. You're disrespecting my memory, the memory of my parents by using their image in this way. So 
he got super pissed off, remained totally unconvinced, and by the end of it, he was probably filled with seething hatred of, of Lester. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> definitely, definitely got that impression. So after, in the time of the visions, it had been like three days of constant barrages of like, I can give you information and I can give you power and I can tell you where your parents are. You can go find them. And I know who who attacked your caravan, although he never got into detail about that because Liam was totally unresponsive. And uh, mm. Liam just went, no, fuck you. I'm, I'm not doing that. And so at, by the end of it, only five seconds had passed in the real world. And it didn't take long for V to take the plate she was carrying and go like, all right, two, three seconds. I better be quick on this. <laughs> and I didn't even get a chance to use it. It had been five seconds, but you reacted quick. You know, so credit to you. When Liam gave a warning without much context, you're like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> so you can be trusted. Like someone in the face, you say. I, uh, I got all. <laughs> Here, let me grab a plate. It'll be more effective. Exactly. She she can be trusted to do something like that. But by the time he came out, he he collapsed and was hyperventilating, if I remember correctly. And just, he just went, well, uh, shit. And he, oh, yeah. Another important piece of information he was given in that whole thing was that the kobolds, the Rat King in particular, was lying out of his ass when he said he just wanted to live peacefully over there. He's actually building an army to invade Fairbay to fulfill Lester's and by proxy Lindquist's dark purpose which is invade the town, actually succeed in that whole like tourism way station deal that he was trying to do in life. So yeah, there's there's the knowledge that the Cobalt Army is, turns out, not a harmless benevolent neighbor and is an army building up arms to invade the town. So that's a problem. And now you just gave them an Eton, but they did pay, so there's that. <laughs> we sold them an Etten. Mm. Uh, they hired you to capture an Etten, so it's more like a kidnap uh, job? Potato, potato. <laughs> I don't think you ever owned the Etten. It was a kidnap job. You were hired to do this. <laughs> well, we still <laughs> sold him. Yeah, sure. However, That's called fencing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's called slavery. I mean, yeah. That's a thing that Semantics. happens. Uh, fuck. I mean, is it slavery if it's an Eton, though? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> Let's go find an Eton and ask. <clears throat> do you, hey, do you speak I giant? know where one is. Are Etons people, too? Do you speak giant? Um, uh, uh, I define two. Are they two people <laughs> or one person? <laughs> That's a whole separate question. When you say somebody, are you referring to the body? <laughs> or have, each individual head. Because they've got one body, mm. but two heads. These are the important questions in life. <laughs> yes. So I'm trying to remember where we left off last. Are we? Uh, Liam went to take a nap, and that's it, I think. Oh, yeah. He went yeah. back to the cot because he was like completely exhausted. Has uh, it been two days for him? Yeah, exactly. He'd been awake for like three straight days being bombarded with like information and temptations and images of his parents and growing seething hatred and no rest so that five seconds for him has been a very long time so he immediately went back to sleep and i think we called it there 
So I believe so too. So let's pick up right after that because I'm interested to know the discussion among the party immediately after Liam points an unknown magical object at his face and activates it and goes, we're being invaded, I'm going to bed. <laughs> was Umbrin in the room? I have him here on the map. I don't remember if he was in the room or not. I believe he was because I think he was just sitting right next to Liam. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, I think you, you wanted his input on it. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember if I had him roll in the arcana to know things. I think I did. Uh, yeah, I think he was the one who ultimately told us something about the wand, and then I'm like, well, we're a fucking trying move. That sounds right. That rings a bell. I really should have listened to this, but I didn't have time. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I rolled for Susiana. I honestly do not remember yet. Again, if this is immediately after the last episode for listeners, they're going to be screaming at me. <laughs> it's been a month and a half. Give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> it's been a month and a half for us. Yeah, I don't remember. But in any case, Liam found out the hard way. He went, if I go crazy, he pointed at his own face. I was not prepared for that, which is why some some of the notes from last session uh, went completely untouched because you guys went on a whole <laughs> different path. Because... <laughs> I did not. I actually need to turn in that that mission and be on your way. I didn't expect you to, mm-hmm. to go on a car chase scene. So, so it's immediately after that. Liam said we're being invaded. He went back to bed. Uh, everyone's reactions. He probably would have looked like pretty to show. Like it would have been instant. He would have been like, because if I remember correctly, when he came out of it, he was like knocked to the ground or something like that. Yeah, and I think he's hyperventilating too. And yeah, and so like when he got up, he would have been like, he would have gone from fine to like probably pretty disheveled and kind of out of it real quick too. Yeah, and anyone so. could have seen it in his eyes that he was like completely exhausted. He has, as as far as from his perspective, literally been awake for like three straight days. Mm. So it became very clear that he was totally wiped out from that. I mean, I, if I remember correctly, so he's in bed now, right? After he, because he went outside and then went back inside. Uh, well, he tried going back to his house, and then Jeremy and V, I think, I okay, told him yeah. said, "Hey, you're probably not in a good condition to try to get home. Why don't you just stay here?" Yeah, he made it like two yeah. steps before he nearly collapsed, and went, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, "You know, we got mm-hmm. cots in the back, maybe." Yeah, you're not good. Give me your car keys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, hey, yeah, okay, maybe you should rest in the back. We've got a couple cots. It's fine. Well, V's probably looking very disappointedly at the plate in her hand. <laughs> just hit somebody with it. Just out of the blue. Just clear someone out. Uh, so, like, well, I didn't get to use it. Bam! So Jeremy's actually going to go over to the kitchen to boil some water, and he's going to work on making Liam a hot towel. Aww. <laughs> He's so sweet. Something to put on his head and help him relax a bit. So he, he's working on that. And of course, he like hurdles over the counter because he can't walk around. Cause no. Because it's probably exactly what Why Liam does all the time. So <laughs> he's, yeah. he's very impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> so reactions. Did he say what we were being invaded by? Uh, the I don't believe so. Oh, he uh, might have. Well, yeah, I think he was, he had mentioned, like, it was the Cobalts, like, you know, the ones that you had talked to. It's like, they're building an army. Or maybe he did just say, like, they're building an army, they're going to invade. Oh, I mean, he might have mentioned the Rat King. All the people who are listening to this are probably screaming at us. You know what? Now I have to edit the last session and this session back to back just to frustrate people. 
<laughs> That's how I'm motivating myself. I'm gonna spike people with this. <laughs> See, I have yeah. notes, but they're Hamish notes. Oh so. god. <laughs> All right. Well, lay it on us. Let's hear what Hamish has to say. I'm very curious. Uh, Rat King is a liar. So Liam did say that the Rat King was invading. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the moment he was declared... I'm not sure was... that Rat King is a liar. It's from the last session, by the way, so it might not. <laughs> it's probably from uh, when we actually went up to the camp. <laughs> my, I mean, my memory is that he didn't say anything to us afterwards. So but... He definitely did, but it's possible he said they're invading. Yeah. So let's let's just go with let's, that. Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. I they they don't know who it is. And... Open the session and listen to it really quick. Uh, no, this is more fun. This is more <laughs> fun. So we'll just. If he didn't say that, then just like cut and paste it into the end of the last session, and then he said it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's legal. Actually, that'd be really funny if if we just cut to what Ian just said. He said, <laughs> but so the tone's slightly different. He's like. He said, they're they're invading us. <laughs> God damn Wait, who? When? What? Yeah. Where? So we can assume that. This is why you pay us, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you guys are getting paid? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> we give you exactly the value of what you pay us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's an accurate statement. So yeah, we'll we'll assume for the moment that that Liam had come out of it saying they're building an army, they're going to invade, and then he just was like, I need to go home and rest. Took two steps. Everyone was too concerned about his well-being to interrogate him, and uh, like I said, hey, let's go to the cot and just rest up there, buddy. But like no mention of the kobolds, just like they're building an army and invading. Yeah, yeah. I would say no mention of who. Okay. Probably because you know after three days he doesn't wouldn't have the awareness. Yeah, he wasn't cognizant of like giving details. He was just like most important thing first. They're invading. Bad news. Uh, anyway, I need sleep. Right. <laughs> so, All right. So Hamish will start frantically leafing through his his notebook, and then he'll he'll find a crumpled piece of paper like stuffed in there and straighten it out and smooth it and slam it down on the table and they'll be like, I knew this was worth keeping. And it's the sketches of the uniforms he did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, perfect. That's good. (laughs) The uniforms he was keeping. (laughs) Is is there someone we should uh, talk to about a possible invasion. Jacoba says to Umbrin. <laughs> uh, well, someone we should talk to about this? Um, hmm. Yeah, Umbrin will even scratch his chin and be like, um, I suppose the current mayor, but... Because I assume at this point, we, we can't really trust anyone. Dog's barking. Bark, 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 bark. Uh, so, so you're saying like we assume we can't trust anyone? You're saying? Maybe. Am I remembering wrong? Well, I'm trying. I might be remembering I'm wrong. I think that was I think that was uh, in Liam's uh, 
I'm trying to be clear what you were saying. I did say that, but I think I was remembering like when that was said. That was like uh, Lester talking to Liam, I think, about like the uh, Council of the Fair Bay being like corrupt and assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't necessarily know that. Uh, yeah, because Liam didn't give much information. So all he says, all he said was they're invading. And so if Jacob asks, like, oh, what, who should we contact about an invasion? And Umbrin's first reaction is like, um, probably the mayor, but we don't have a lot of information. Like, the mayor's a pretty busy person. We can't really. And I mean, Liam just pointed a stick at his face. And I don't know if that's the kind of guy we want to be trusting when he says there's an invasion coming. Um, I don't know. If I didn't roll Arcana from Umbrun before, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> See if we can... <laughs> well... I'm going to pull up this character sheet. Skills. Arcana. Bam. Oh. Damn. Jesus Christ. He crit that shit. Okay. Well. <laughs> so, yes. He will... Pick up, he'll take this wand, which I assume Liam dropped as soon as he came out of the vision, because he was like, oh, really shook by it. Yeah, I'm assuming like him coming out of it is kind of like him like getting hit by something. Or so he's just like five something. seconds, like zombie, oh. and then pow, and went flying backwards. Hello. Exactly. So hello, hello, hello. So hello. It got very quiet after. So Umbrin picks up the the wand from the ground and or the floor we're inside <laughs> and he'll take a seat back oh down. what sorry i just remembered something jeremy has the wand and he's standing in a corner with it wrapped up in his robe because liam said no one's allowed to use it oh that's right that's right i do remember that and so uh, umbrin will kindly ask jeremy if he can have it and jeremy who's very wrapped up in boiling water <laughs> we'll, we'll be distracted and be like, huh? Uh, oh, yeah, of course. And he'll take the robe, his cloak bundle, and very carefully, like it's radioactive, hand it to Umbrin. And, uh, and Umbrin will thank him and say, thank you. And he'll go back to the seat he was at at the table in the middle of the room, sit down like old men tend to sit very loudly, like, Ugh. And he'll unwrap it, still being careful to not touch it. And he looks at it and he looks a bit closer, and he points the end kind of towards his head. And I imagine everyone reacts in the same way. You see someone point, like, an empty shotgun at their face. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so he looks very closely at it, and his eyes open wide and go, this is a very weird item. Um, by the way, we, we can we can touch this. It, it's not a big deal. And he'll, he'll pull it out of the bundle. And go. It's it, it's it's fine. We can touch it. But this is some sort of communication spell. And he, and he before he gets too deep into the explanation, he looks around at the room to see, like, kind of assess how familiar everyone is with magic in the room. I, uh, Jacoba's fairly familiar. Hamish is fairly familiar. But <laughs> but V probably stares blankly. Anticipating yeah, like a, a like a college lecture on magic theory, <laughs> she might actually be zoning out already a little bit. Like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> and 
he'll pick up oh, on this that. magic stuff again. Yeah. She's like, ugh, nerds. I haven't even gotten to hit anything yet. All like, this nerd <laughs> shit, god damn it. So, so he'll he'll look at her and, and be aware of that, and he'll say, um. So you know when you yell really loud and people can hear you from like far away. Mm-hmm. It it's like that, but magically. So like if someone was whispering in your ear and you could hear the words, but from very far away. It's a little weird to experience because that's not natural, but that's what this does, basically. So if I were to cast this, um, which I shouldn't because normally if I were to cast this spell, I would be able to give you a message in your head, like I'm whispering in your ear from across the room. So I, I could say, you know, hi, how are you? Using magic. What this does is it does that, but instead of me talking to you, it's someone else. Now, I can tell there's a couple very, very weird things about this. First of all, normally speaking, this wand, if it was talking from someone, would just like point in a direction because it's coming from a person, but it's not doing that. It's like going a step above, like, it's almost like uh, clerical magic. You know how, how clerics talk to their gods for the magic? It's like that, but for a message spell, which is very, very weird. So either this is talking to gods or it's talking to something like not alive. So. <laughs> so some either a god or something not alive has told Liam that we're gonna be invaded. Am I could, it, could it be a not alive god? Um, I'm not sure if you can consider gods dead or alive. That's a weird question. Um, probably not one get worth getting too deep into, although I would love to chat about it, but I feel like B would get very bored. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, getting away from philosophy and theology, um... I feel like anything talking to a being like that is uh, bad news, which is probably why Liam is in a bad way right now. He said someone was invading. Um, who would be invading? I mean, you told me about those kobolds. You said the Rat King was said he was nice. Do you trust him? No, he's a liar. Yeah. I don't remember why, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's pretty freaked out when we were talking to him about it. Yeah, people can still lie when you when you're threatening them. I, I don't remember threatening anyone. I mean, we killed him once, so he might have been a little worried about that. So it's a little presumptuous of you to say I was time. threatening him. I mean, weren't you holding him by the scruff of his neck with weapons pointed at him after you beat his little squad? I was trying to help him out. The fact that he kept on stepping in the wrong direction right into my assistance is neither here nor there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure V and Liam were holding him hostage. He started it? it they're forging weapons. I feel like they're the ones, they're the best candidate for building an army that would invade. That's true, because the undead army that we were building has been all slaughtered by the town guard now, so. Yeah, I don't think we could ever have called that an army. Well, we might have called it an army now. It might have been useful with an invasion coming. 
uh, Jeremy, who's currently stirring his pot of water, goes, yeah, yeah, I told you, it would have been really handy for... Okay, in hindsight, I feel like I was also trying to invade, but that's uh, not relevant. <laughs> I think that would have been handy to in counter-invade as a defense army. Although I think the people would have been a little weirded out. Now they would have accepted him just like we did. Also, Except I'm not here to say that. Also, the zombies didn't have armor, and those kobolds had armor, so... I feel like the kobolds would have had a pretty good time... An easy time taking care of my army. We should have had armor for them. That's eh, probably something we could have figured out if I had made them. Could it be Mr. Honorable? Because his ship had a whole lot of swords on it. That could have been a an invasion. Ooh. Yeah, maybe. He's just stirring his water. <laughs> Mr. Honorable's the guy with the boat who... I am, can't run. You guys have done so much before I got here. Uh, it's yeah, he's the guy with the boat that wanted Jeremy as a like pet or something. Right. Right. He, he did say his employer told him not to kill us. So that's true. But he didn't say not to kill anyone else in town. I mean, that is fair. It's important to note that the pot of water that Jeremy has is way too much water for the purpose of just heating a towel. It's like a stock pot of water, but that's all he's oh, ever yeah. cooked with with Liam, so. <laughs> so it's going to take a very long time to boil. Baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so getting back to the topic at hand. I got distracted by Jeremy's antics. <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? Oh, what was the last thing that was said? I forgot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're so out of practice. Oh my god. It's been a month and a half, okay? Yeah, we're so rusty. It's terrible. Uh, uh, you guys were talking one. about uh, Mr. Honorable and possibly asking him for. Oh, that's right. Uh, or asking right. if he was involved, I think. And V was like, I, I don't remember. It. <laughs> she was given an info dump once, and you're like, ah, it's hard to keep it all together. She doesn't do well with info dumps. Yeah, I so. think most people would have a hard time trying to keep track of everything that's happened to DNR before now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Hamish does have a notebook. That's true. I don't, I don't know if anyone could decipher it, though. It's got yarn and stuff in it. <laughs> and V's not a big enough nerd to start keeping her own notebook. Yeah, that's a nerd thing. <laughs> so what, what time is it about? It's like, if I remember correctly, it's kind of late-ish, because you had, in one day, travel to the forest, capture the Etten, travel through the day back, dropped it off, and then came back to town, and then Liam pointed the thing at its face. So it's fairly late, because traveling from the forest and back is normally quite the or quite the hike mm -hmm. so right. it's probably pretty late right now it's been a long and eventful day uh, so Hamish is flicking through his notebook right now looking for anything that might be relevant he's yet to find something <laughs> surprising uh, I, <laughs> I, I feel like Hamish would find something oh did I check on Cheddar last session um, At the beginning, I think. Yes, before you left, it was early morning, and you had spoken to him before he went to bed, and you right. had 
And like he made eye contact and you felt like a little tickle in your brain. And, yes. And then he yes. went to bed. But considering it's late at night now, he's being a nocturnal creature. He's definitely not there. Right. You could, okay. You could check he's off on his own adventure. Yeah. You could, yeah. <laughs> you could check anyway just to see, but uh, I mean, the last few times you've checked at night, he has not been there. Uh, yeah, I, she'd catch on to that, I think. Yeah, he he goes off and does important mouse things at night. He's doing more good for the world than we ever. Than you could possibly <laughs> understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a whole arc going on off camera. He's got a dark past. You have no idea what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Uh, Cheddar is going to be the one who saves us from the invading cobalt. Yeah. Just wait and see. Uh, we'll see. Everyone, everyone's going to be down. The Rat King's going to have a knife up to V. She's almost <laughs> dead, and here comes Cheddar. Flies out of nowhere, starts nipping at its eyeball, just to distract it, <laughs> which buys the moment for V to cut his head off. Oh, I like this. Can we do this? <laughs> I mean, there'd be a lot of roles involved with that. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll make it a dream sequence. <laughs> v, v has high these are cheddars. V has high expectations Both. of cheddar. Yeah, <laughs> she has yep. she has lofty dreams about the heroism and importance of cheddar in this story. My son will do well in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Very proud, mom. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be great one day. I know it. I just can. I can feel it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're asking how late it was. Uh, were you considering like maybe sleeping on it and seeing what you see in see in the morning, or? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacoba was actually gonna go take a walk. Ah, I see. Air quotes. Yeah. Huh, gonna, how how interesting. He's gonna go for a walk. How is he going to excuse yeah. himself? <laughs> uh, he's just gonna get up and leave. <laughs> doesn't even say anything? <laughs> yeah. Just get up and leave. Alright. So like, He'll be sitting there, like, his face is gonna have this look of, like, what the fuck is happening? And he's just gonna rub his eyes, stand up, and leave. Uh, Bye, Jacoba. Always a pleasure. <laughs> when Jacoba gets up to leave, Umbrin says, "Yeah, it's it's pretty late. Um, I'm gonna take the wand home and and ponder it some more. See if I can learn anything else. Um, I'm not holding my breath, but we'll see. And uh, he'll leave Jeremy's cloak on the table and sort of pocket the the wand. And he'll even wave to Jeremy and indicate that he's left his." his cloak and Jeremy will wave absentmindedly attending his pot. So I imagine V's been sitting at the table this whole time, kind of like playing with the plate, like just like spinning it and stuff. <laughs> Making really annoy- annoying sounds as it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rolling on the plate. <laughs> having a good time. <laughs> it's like, well, guess I'll go to bed too. Here, Jeremy, catch. And she's going to fizzby toss the plate to him. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> well, let me go to Jeremy. <laughs> and Come on, Jeremy. A deck save. Jeremy. Jeremy. Oh, hey. Not bad. So because he was given fair warning, she says, hey, Jeremy, <laughs> what? Catch. And she frisbees it, and he, go, and he catches it between his two palms. <laughs> he goes, so hey. give him two thumbs up, and, and then be and, like, and he'll give a thumbs up back, like, hey, you should be careful with this stuff. 
and he'll put it right back. And that's his, like, as much reaction as he has, and he goes back to staring at his pot. <laughs> She'll just shrug and, like, head to bed. <laughs> it's a pot of nothing but water. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's trying to boil some water. He's trying to take care of his friends. It'd boil faster if he wasn't stirring it. Finch is, um, at this point, he's, he's staring thoughtfully at the door where Umbridge exited, and he has the, the book open at a particular page, looking at one of his notes, and then he'll look back up at the door, and then he'll snap the book shut and like wander off into the office where his murder board is set up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what does the murder board look like? What's on it? Uh, there are now 17 pieces of string uh, going to different uh, people and he unties one of these pieces of string from around uh, where it was pointing before which was to Lester's name and he ties it onto the pin for Umrin and then he attaches the other end to Liam and he scrawls a note on it that says uh, Liam is not to be trusted with sticks <laughs> and then underneath Umbrin seems to know a lot about sticks <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I imagine where this takes place for reference for listeners at home, the office space I have has like a lobby. To the left of the main lobby is the administrative office. There's a little hallway. At the end of the hallway is where the cots are. And <clears throat> off the hallway is like a main dining hall area. Off the dining hall area is a bathroom. And just north of the bathroom is a small closet space that's, you know, for like toiletries and mugs and stuff like that. I imagine that small closet is where the murder board is. Yes, that's that <laughs> exactly where it is. <laughs> so, but no one really goes in there unless they need something, and so far the kitchen's been fine. So I don't think anyone even knows this exists. No. So he is—he'll step back from the board and look at it and realize that now twelve of the seventeen pieces of string are connected to the Rat King. Ooh. And he kind of nods and thinks to himself. And then he'll uh, untie the three that are attached to Umbrun and attach them over to the Rat King and he'll just leave the stick one in place that he just put there. And then he'll move Umbrun's pen off to the side. Mm, Liam's drawing some conclusions. Or not Liam. Hamish is drawing some conclusions. <laughs> and then he'll look at a note underneath the game, the, the underneath the board and he'd written earlier and he'll smile and nod to himself and and the note that is apropos of nothing but the note says um magic purple circle race spot the badger and then underneath that in hamish's scroll says spot the badger seems like a fun party game <laughs> and then he'll go back into the room and sit down and start writing out the rules for spot the badger <laughs> excellent fantastic so Sounds like everyone's starting to bed down. As usual, I assume Hamish is going to be probably uh, doing some very serious investigative work from his chair until he passes out and snores very loudly. Um, After, I want to say like 45 minutes, people are probably already well asleep, probably. But at that point, Jeremy will have made the hot towels 
and we'll give one to Liam and one to V, one to Hamish, and uh, Jacoba is out walking. So, yes. um, so uh, Liam is like clearly passed out in the cot. So how is he? Is he? How is he handing out these towels? Oh, he's gently putting it on his forehead. Okay. Like a nice warm towel to relax him. Mm-hmm. And same with V. Gently puts it on her <clears throat> forehead and one on Hamish. Aww. And uh, Jeremy's such a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then after all that, he, he does his due diligence and he, even though it's totally not necessary, he'll empty out the pot of water and scrub it with soap. <laughs> even though it only had water in it. Excellent. Not that anyone, hey. not that anyone around is around to witness it, but he's he's doing due, his due diligence. So as he's been taught, yes, Jacoba, Jacoba's going to walk. Yep, and he's on the town, so uh. it's fairly late. What's the plan? Where are you going? I mean, I have a pretty good idea where you're going, but <laughs> uh, are you sure about that? I mean, unless you actually intend to just wander around and ponder things. Uh, show me where the pouncing claw is. <laughs> Oh, the pouncing claw. I don't think I've actually put it because we did that like very early, and I don't think we did yeah. that since we. I Let me just minimize chat real quick since because I... I saw peanut gallery time. <laughs> yeah, the peanut gallery has <laughs> begun. I'll do the same. Um, I don't think I put it on this map since I did that. Since I made this map. Um, let's see. I would say the pouncing claw is simultaneously high class enough to be very close to the administrative district where all of the officials work, but also so out of the way that they don't even know it's there. So I'm going to scoot over this business district label. I'm going to say it exists right here in this back alleyway in this block that's very close to the admin district, but still on the back end of that block. So no one really knows or cares that it's there. So I'm going to say pounce and claw. And I need to make this very small to fit this. Ooh, yeah, that's tiny. Eight is the smallest. It needs to go smaller. I can't make it go smaller. All right, well, eight will have to do. It's gonna bleed into the into the suite over. Let's just hope we don't establish that suite as anything else. <laughs> Otherwise, this map's gonna get a little weird. We have to make it bigger. Okay, so there's the pouncing claw. So, it's very near to the central plaza, and to the west of the central plaza is the business district, where a lot of temp, where like the Temple of Morden is, uh, the textile shop is, clothes minded is there, and now the pouncing claw has been placed in there. That's also where DNR is. So, as relatively speaking, it's really like a block away. Right. But it's, it's, uh, yeah. It's a block away, but it's it's closer to like the central central part of town. Small towns like this have a interesting way of one block being the difference between nice and not nice. <laughs> so, were you planning on heading over to the Pouncing Claw? Yes, but not inside. He's just gonna kind of duck into a side alley of it. Hmm. What's the plan? Are you like sticking it out for some reason? Or... He's, he's just gonna peek inside the window, if there are any windows, and see if Mr. Honorable is there. Because um, he doesn't know anything about Mr. Honorable. He met him once at the Pounce and Claw, and he figured, hey, that might be a good place to frequent if you're a 
was a dick who works. When, was everyone present when they ran into him at the Harvest Festival? Or was it just William? No, we were all there. Okay. Was not. Well, uh, was I, I don't know if anybody else noticed it, though. Okay. So, yeah, it, no, actually, no, everybody did notice it. Yeah, yeah he had a very long conversation with us. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, he, yeah he, he mostly taunted you and talked about how he's there for an important mission and he's going to make your lives hell. But you haven't really seen him since. So he's doing stuff behind the scenes and you don't know what. But that was mostly that. He just showed up to gloat and say, like, I'll, I'll have my vengeance, but I can't kill you. So you don't have to worry about me too much. But also I'm important. So, you know, he did all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so you're at the Pounce and Claw. You do look at, through the windows. Because this is a very tight block, you can't really come in from the side. It has a couple windows in the front. And peeking in from the front, uh, it's fairly late at night, so it's closed by now. And the place is totally empty. There's no one in there. All right. Um. Now, Jacoba's gonna make his way over to the docks to see if his boat is here. Um, I'm trying to look through skills. Probably not, because it was just an unmarked boat, right? It was, but the boat being unmarked and having no name is, is actually very weird. That's, ah. that's actually a, a boat of that size, especially. Like, that's a concerning thing. So the fact that it was unmarked is remarkable, but it also means you can just describe it as a boat. <laughs> like, you can't get right. a name. So it's hard to positively identify. So, um, yeah, well, I, I can definitely tell you that without any rolls, the boat is not in the dock. All, every, every boat in the dock is of a different style or size and has a name than the one that you saw, that you first met him in. So... Actually, since you're kind of on the prowl to see if you can learn anything about him, let's just roll a flat d20, a luck check, to see if, like, in your information gathering, because when you first start out, it's really rough. You gotta rule out a few things first. Uh, let's see if you can come across anything interesting. Ooh, 16 is pretty good. So, yes, definitely. Um, trying to place on the map. Where am I? I'm really zoomed in. That probably doesn't help. <laughs> Let me zoom out a little bit. So in your wanderings, you do, while walking through the, over here, where the smoker's corner was that you <laughs> ran into in episode one, as part of the residential district. <clears throat> Lots of residential stuff over here. So, in your wandering around, you do catch a glimpse of a figure that looks very much like Mr. Honorable wandering the streets. Clickety-clackety, clickety-clack. Clickety-clack. Yeah, it's my roommate. He's playing Halo. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so you, you catch a very brief glimpse of a figure that appears to be Mr. Honorable wandering in the in the residential district, actually near-ish to Liam's house. Okay. Uh. So, actions. Uh, Jacova will kind of stop, look at the figure, or where the figure was, and 
kind of slowly walk to where it was and see where it went. Okay. Well, uh, um, barking. Um, let's roll either an investigation or a survival, because survival's <laughs> tracking, but you're also in a town, so whichever one's higher. Uh, they're both the same. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say survival, because that actually makes more sense. You're, you're tracking. Nine. Nine. Fuck. Mm. So you, you, you try to follow, because you caught a glimpse, and you turn the corner, and the figure is gone. But I don't think Jacoba knows that he's near to Liam's house right now. Nope. So, but you now have a block to work with. It's the Smoker's Corner that block. That's where Liam lives, and so, so you have an idea. So, I'll give you one last opportunity to roll a perception check to see if you have or have not completely lost him. If you fail this, you have you've lost him for the night, and you'll have to try again yeah. another night. Uh, Eighteen. 18. Ooh, that's Damn. good. So, yes, like looking around. So, you, like you saw, you caught a glimpse of him. You walk forward, you turn in a corner, and he's gone. Uh, glancing around, looking up, you see that he's actually climbed up a little bit onto a second floor, peeking in through a window. Closing the peanut calorie again, because goddamn it, <laughs> your wild speculation yeah. is distracting. <laughs> <laughs> the chat is always going crazy. So you see that he's peeking in through a window of a house. A house you, I mean, don't know anything about. You're not terribly familiar with this area. Other than, I'm sure you recognize Smoker's Corner even at night. Like, oh yeah, oh, this yeah. is that place where those teenagers were hanging out. This is where Liam groped that kid. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> <what I mean>. Uh... <laughs> Well, Jacoba's just uh, gonna sit back and see what this figure does, and so use, not use the shadow to his advantage. Fuck! Even on a one, I still got a ten. That's wonderful. Damn, your stealth is pretty good. So, uh, technically speaking, since you can't critically fail, um, I'll just take the result of ten. So. You're mostly using the dark, because it's late at night in a residential district. There's not a lot of lanterns or torches. It's not sophisticated, but you basically just stand in a shadow. If it was daylight, people would see you clear as day. So it's not elegant or anything. And yeah. you wouldn't, you're not necessarily poised to move quickly, but you can see him clear enough. And he's clapping around, and he's, and he's like looking through a window, and then he scoots over a little bit. He's looking in through a different window. And he pulls out a, a small notebook on his attached to his leg, flips it open, jots down a couple things, and then he, and then he like moves on. He hops down, goes around the corner, out of your sight, on the opposite side of the building. Hmm. In fact, I'm gonna roll my own luck check because it is fairly late at night. Four. Oh God. So that's not good for you. Um, so you stand there for a little bit, and as soon as Mr. Honorable turns around the corner, you hear a voice behind you saying, what are you doing here? Is is it a voice I've heard before? No, it's not. No, ooh. 
Uh, hmm. Uh, very startled, Jacopa will jump a little bit and almost uh, trip and fall. And w- when he almost trips and falls, like he'll uh, he'll grab your arm and say, "Whoa, take it easy, there, buddy." What are you doing, creeping around in the dark like that? I can ask you the same question. I'm doing my duty as a good Samaritan and following someone who seemed to be checking out this house. And he, and he sharply looks up at the window that he, that Mr. Honorable was just at. What house? There's no one there, is there? No, there's no one there. But uh. he looks directly at that house. <laughs> yeah. Which house? The uh, Jacob will point to it. <laughs> who? What do he look like? Uh, Drow. And uh, whatever, whatever else Mr. Honorable looked like. Uh, yeah, pr- pretty much a drow dressed in, you know, kind of roguish clothes. Wearing generally fine clothes, although you couldn't tell what he was wearing in the dark. But the last time you met him, he was wearing very fine clothes. Yeah. <laughs> but but he'll, he'll be like, eh, that's not a lot to go off of. Um, where'd he go? Did I see where he went? Huh? Did I see where he went? Well, as far as you could tell, he, was, he had hopped down from the second floor and then turned the corner... Uh, around the far side of the house. So I'm just going to plop you down on the map so I can stop describing. So you're on like the s- southwest side of the house and the guy yeah. had just gone around to the northwest. So he's he had gone around that alleyway in that direction. Uh, will we'll tell this mysterious figure that. And he'll probably a little too roughly let go of his arm with that little shove that people will sometimes do be like I'm not letting go gently like fuck you (laughs) and he will run in that direction and allow me to quickly roll uh, for his stealth Uh, yeah while he's running he doesn't make a sound and I realize now I don't have a character sheet for this person but (laughs) Of course, because I don't think I need character sheets because I feel like this is not coming up for a while, and then it turns out. <laughs> we're here to ruin your life. Be like, oh, hey, you know that thing you were planning on doing months down the road? Well, it's happening now, so that's what you get. Hope you're ready. Okay, well, now he has... <clears throat> Let me just quickly slap together like a really, really basic character sheet. Hey, it's not racist if he is a drow, Okay. <laughs> It is, if that's the only defining characteristic you give. It's also dark. Well, it was like a, it was like a year ago when we met him. How am I supposed to remember? <laughs> I think it's been like two months. I'm just saying, when someone asks, what did he look like? And you're like, he was a drow. I don't just actually think it's weird. been two months of game time. I think it's been maybe a month of game time. <laughs> it was. It hey, it's not racist. I'm allowed to say drow, okay? Wow. That's my word. Okay. That's my word. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting into uncomfortable territory. I'm gonna stop. It. Okay, I, I, I made a, okay. I, I've made a character sheet for him very briefly, not a complete one, but good enough for now for skills. So yeah, he he runs in that direction that you pointed, uh, not making a sound, and he'll turn the corner. Uh, roll a perception check for me. Nine. Nine. No, you don't hear anything. Damn. As as far as you know, they have ceased to exist. So you're gonna try and follow and see what goes on, or 
Uh, are you, yeah. Are you going to think, well, okay, maybe I'm over my head. I'm going to go home. <laughs> uh, you see, Jacoba's not a clever man. Uh, as always, he's going to walk blindly into whatever the hell's going on. Truly in character for Jacoba, I'm not even yep. mad. <laughs> he's, he's, he's too jaded at this point, okay? Yeah, he's, he's come this far and he actually found something. He wasn't expecting to find anything, so... So he, he uh, follows along, and as he turns the corner, it's the the entire alleyway is completely shrouded in darkness, but occasionally you'll catch a glint of something shiny in the dark, and like there's a scuffle happening that you can't really make out, but it's happening. <laughs> Not knowing what he can do to contribute, he's just kind of... Is he just gonna, just, just going to stand there and gonna, watch. He's going to wait and see how this shakes out. Yeah. Okay, so... Roll me a constitution saving throw. Constitution? Yes, I think that would make sense. Oh. Uh, 13. 13. Okay, so... In the dark, a bright flash suddenly emits. And because it's totally night and your eyes are adjusted to dark... Uh... <laughs> Your eyes, you get blinded. It's a flashbang, basically. Yeah. But with a 13 constitution means you not completely blinded. You can still make out some rough shapes, but you'd have a hard time moving around without tripping over stuff. So you can vaguely make out, um, actually roll perception with disadvantage. And we'll see how much you make out detail. Seven? Yeah. Uh, the vague shapes show that, like, one person's on the ground and another person's moving away. And you can't really tell who's who, and you're not sure what's happening. But with your constitution saving throw, you got, like, maybe a minute before you can start being functional. And you you, you hear, like, groaning on the ground because the other person, uh, well. And this is obviously going to... If anyone hadn't caught on, you're going to see the name of the saving throw right now. 18. Oh, yeah. He'll recover faster. So he'll he'll groan for a little bit. <clears throat> and after about, like, 15 seconds, he'll focus down the alleyway and start to run in that direction after the person. Oh, gosh. So you've now lost track, unless you want to try and run down a dark alleyway while partially blind at night. Uh, Jacob may be stupid, but he's not that stupid. Okay, so he's he's no he knows when he's in over his head. He's going yep. to uh, wait a few minutes for his eyes to recover to night vision, and is he gonna go home, or does he want to like see what was so damn interesting about this house? Um, is it like a two-story house, or? Uh, yes, definitely. Yep. Uh, he'll peek into the bottom windows, but. Uh, well, in the bottom. That's about it. It well. I suppose this is a question for Ian. Did Liam leave out like all of his sewing stuff downstairs? From like the night before, basically. Because he was sewing um, the coat the night before, I think, or maybe it was two nights he... ago. <clears throat> He probably would have, like, if it was on a table or a workspace, he probably would not have, like, uh, uh, picked up that workspace. 
Okay, because I assume this wasn't happening in his room. I assume it's happening like in the main living room downstairs. There's more room down there, and he's working on a coat. Otherwise, he wouldn't have seen Zill walk in the front door. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's. So like, I'd say like whatever space he was working, like he may have tidied it up a little bit, but like clearly a space to make clothing. And the workpiece is probably still there, right? The coat. Oh yeah, probably. The, so yeah, sitting it's a normal living room, but sitting on a table is a rather gaudy and rather gaudy coat. And looking closely, like the hems seem a little uneven, although. Actually, I don't think the hems would be uneven anymore. I think they would have been undone and started over. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, there's a very gaudy clo uh, coat being worked on on a table with a lot of sewing equipment. What? Jacob uh, will shrug and then just start headed back to the uh, office, I guess. All right. So head back to the office. So that was an interesting little night event. Um, where would he sleep? Because Liam's now occupying Jacoba's typical cot, and V has called dibs on the other one. I'd say he walk in, walk and see the cots filled up, and then just. Uh, it's okay. I... Liam will let V be Big Spoon. <laughs> 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 but she likes seeing little spoon. <laughs> yeah, but she's she's like a full like foot tall. <laughs> That's called. She said she likes being little spoon. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, just stare at the small of her back. Fuck. That's called jetpacking. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see both the cats taken, kind of sigh, and then head over to the bar and just. It's okay, you can just sleep under the it's one that these under. good enough for you, Jeremy, it's good enough for Jacoba. He's uh, <laughs> sleeping, like, at the bar. Well, the problem is that Hamish is a diesel engine, and he's also at the bar. No, no. The bar. The... The... The, the pillow. Honorable pillow. Oh! Oh, hey, whoa, I, no, let's... I thought, you meant, oh. I thought you meant the bar in the office. Okay, so he's going to no, no. rent a room in the honorable pillow. Okay. Honorable pillow. Okay, so... Yeah. No, he's not even going to do that. He's just going to sleep at the bar getting, at the bar. He's getting his own room at the honorable pillow. Yeah, they wouldn't let you just sleep, like, at the bar at the honorable pillow. Damn. You have to rent a room. They couldn't just let bums just hang out in the main space, so... Well... <laughs> You know, we talk about the honorable pillow enough. I think I need to make an actual map for the honorable pillow one of these days. <laughs> Just for a visual. Because I don't think... Oh, it's on there. Is it? Yeah, it's uh, right across from Closed-Minded. Well, no, no, no. I don't mean a location on Fairbay map. Oh. I, need, I need an interior map for it. Because oh. I don't have... We're going to have to wait for the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have an interior map for that one. <clears throat> well, let me look at my archive. I don't think I have anything saved uh no i do not i thought maybe i had an old map hanging out <laughs> so he heads over to the honorable pillow he's just gonna rent a room and go to bed basically yep okay so that'll be three gold pieces three three renting a room costs more than a beer which is like one Excellent. Oh god, that's a lot of nines. 
So, let's fast forward to the morning. Jacoba's morning basically comes down to he wakes up, Susie's doing her thing in the main hall, your, <clears throat> your room for the night came with a breakfast. <coughs> so we got a free breakfast. Ooh. And I don't know if he wants to interact with Susie in the morning or if he's just going to basically like nod and head out to work. I do want to say. <laughs> <laughs> you're, well, you're he not. He was here. planning on going to get breakfast at the honor pillow this morning. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> well, now I need. Okay, I wonder if there's just a. I'm sure. Surely there's a bar just hanging out somewhere on the internet. Roll twenty. Don't fail me. You've got a tavern. <laughs> Um, sure, that one's not bad. We're, we're here often enough. I feel the players deserve some sort of <laughs> visual reference for the Honorable Pillow, because this is where all of the soap opera episodes happen, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honorable Pillow. Let's jump over there. Let me just pick a pre-made bar map from somewhere. Is this where Hamish is, uh... Like free market first kicked in. Um, yeah. So he was so. just like getting free drinks. Yes, that's and, that, like, that is quite correct. Yes, this is the exact place. This is really like the big bar in town. And I yeah. believe I patted the bartender on the crotch at least twice here. So. <laughs> I think it'd be easier uh, saying who you didn't pat on the crotch. <laughs> yeah. At this point. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh yeah, this is a hasn't pat V on the crotch yet. I can promise you that much. Okay, yeah, this There's is a teenager that he hasn't pat on the crotch yet. He learned it from you, okay? <laughs> okay, let me just here. This is a good one. I just pulled straight off of a roll twenty thing. Um, let me just plop in a Susie. A interim honorable pillow. What the fuck is that behind the staircase? Oh, it's a stove. Oh, that yeah. seems like a bad place to put a wood stove. Well, also, let's just assume the staircase isn't there. This is not a two-story building. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it is, but it doesn't go down to a basement. Like all the rooms are upstairs. So let's assume oh, stick- see, I was assuming, assume that, stick- I was assuming that staircase up. went up, and oh, then like it- the smokestack <laughs> from this. Stove oh. was just like oh yeah, those are billowing walls. into a staircase. Oh yeah, I think that is what's happening. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a poorly made little map here, but yeah, obviously those aren't fences; those are walls. That clearly goes up. That's my bad. <laughs> okay, so let me quickly let's see V and Jacova, and let's just assume all of this is filled up with various patrons that I don't feel like filling in right now because that would take too much time. I don't know. I feel like I'm not getting the full experience like this. <laughs> You're right. That's my bad. Um, <laughs> so... You're just gonna have to fucking deal with it. So Su- Susie's stage is in the back of the bar opposite of the bar itself because she's like, you know, entertaining. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you two have access? Or uh, no, I'm on the map layer. Of course you don't have access to that. That's my bad. <laughs> You should be able to control your tokens, but new. Okay. Let's try that again. 
Kova and Jeremy are right next to each other alphabetically, and I keep accidentally clicking Jeremy. Yeah, I do that every time I try to open Jacoba's like, character nope, sheet. I misclicked. Like, looking at them side by side, they look very similar. Yeah, they both got, like, that gray color palette going on, and it's like, yeah. it, the small thumbnails are not distinct. Okay, so let's put V by the door, because she's going to be entering when Jacoba's already eating. All right, so this will be fun to play out. I'm excited for the <laughs> soap opera. I love it. Um, basically, yeah, so let's start with Jacoba. Where is he sitting relative to Susie in this whole bar setting? Um, like off by the wall, but like out of the way of uh, people, but like where she can like see that he's there. Okay, so fairly close, but like not directly in front of, just off to the side. Yeah, got it. Like keeping his distance. So he's eating his breakfast, and. Alright, let's put down the barmaid. So I'm just gonna be populating this slowly as as we go along. Um, so he's just eating, just listening to her performance, and let's have V walk in because you said she wanted to uh, eat here for breakfast. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Mm-hmm. So imagine she wakes up, and uh, you know she decides uh, she wants to go somewhere for breakfast, maybe. Uh... And she knows this fantastic restaurant in town. Yeah, and <laughs> if she just so happens to check in with Diana, make sure she's okay after the whole thing last night. Well, I mean, you know, she's just being no one could blame her. She's just being a thoughtful colleague. Yeah, colleague. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I imagine she just kind of like walks up to the walks into the bar. <clears throat> uh, would she like, would it be fairly easy to realize that? Um, Jacoba's there. Oh yeah, he's yeah. He's kind of sitting off by himself because walking into the tavern, there's like this main hall on the first floor. That's just the whole eating hall, and V would sweep her eyes across the whole space, very clearly see Susiana on a small stage in the corner, and relative to the front door, within mm -hmm. that same view is Jacoba, and he's not like buried amongst people, so he's sitting. Not at the table alone, but definitely separate from people. Mm -hmm. So it's very clear that Jacoba's there, just eating breakfast. So I imagine her eyes will narrow a little bit upon Jacoba, and then she's just gonna like wander her way over to where Jacoba's sitting. Um, if Susie notices her, she'll just give her like like just a small like you know oh hey how's it? like wave like uh, not just to distract her. Well, let me just roll a little perception check for her, for her, just to see if she's like really focused or if she's paying attention to the crowd. Yeah, uh, I mean to be fair, V's hard to miss. Well, yes, uh, fourteen, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, the, the check's low. It just depends if she's like really into the music today or if she's just going through the motions. That's fair. Because you know this is her full-time job, and but she's also a mm -hmm. musician, so sometimes the art takes her. But but mm -hmm. today she's like paying attention to the to the crowd, and and she gives a, a warm little smile to V. And then V will be all happy on seeing that. And then she's gonna <laughs> slowly like pull out her chair, pull out a chair next to Jacoba, flop down into it, and say, "So, you stayed here last night." Yeah, the uh, cots were all taken up. 
You could have just slept under yours like you usually do. A one-time thing isn't usually. She'll just shrug and she'll like wave over a barmaid to order some breakfast, I imagine. Oh yeah, and, and like the food is like, a full breakfast is like a gold piece. So sure. They give you like a full like yep. breakfast with bacon and and a little milk. It's great. Nice. A milk. One of those little milk cartons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't imagine she'll make much conversation with Jakova there. She's just like sitting back and playing music and enjoying it because that's a really good performance check. So. Yeah, I roll a 29 <laughs> performance check for everyone at home. So mm-hmm. Susie is belting out something really good for the morning. Not too calming as to put people back to sleep, but not so intense that people are overwhelmed. So it's like a nice, upbeat, get ready for a good day today. And in fact, mm-hmm. I'll give both of you a bardic inspiration for hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So you'll get a d4 for something. I don't know if you'll use it, but let's just say you have it for the day and you get it once. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just because her performance check was so phenomenal. You feel nice. pretty good. This puts you in a good mood for the day. <clears throat> So now that I've um, got the soap opera scene. Also, that that 29 was not a crit. Uh, yeah, it was at 18. She has a plus 11 to performance because she's hot. <laughs> Her charisma. Oh, uh, it's because. Well, shit. Why is that? Performance. Isn't she like a level five character? Yes. Oh, that's right. She has an extra proficiency point. I was just wondering if she had like expertise. I feel like as that a bard, would be the only way. She should have expertise, but no, she's just got. Yeah, she's got an extra. Yeah, she she's got a plus, like eleven. <laughs> so, yeah, her proficiency bonus is an extra. I think she's just that damn good. She's just that good. It's really she really is. good. Mm-hmm. And her charisma is good. Her charisma's not even twenty. Yeah, I thought is. I had set it to twenty, but it's eighteen. So, or no, that's Jeremy. Never mind. I'm looking at the wrong character sheet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She has an extra proficiency bonus. Her charisma is 20, and she has expertise in in performance. So she hot, she skilled, she know what's up. (laughs) I was looking at Jeremy, and Jeremy's not that hot. He can talk good, but he's also- Wow, it's so judgmental of Jeremy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you find like actual skeleton sexy, I won't judge, but generally speaking in the zeitgeist, that's not desirable. That's fair. <laughs> but he can talk well. So uh, in theory, he wouldn't be a bad negotiator considering his whole backstory, but uh, he probably doesn't have a lot of context. <laughs> so I assume this whole breakfast scene is fairly straightforward. There's a, some <laughs> slight tension <laughs> between V and Jacova going on, but... I mean, V is going to sit and like slowly eat her breakfast and kind of wait to see if Susie takes a break to come over and talk. Um, well, roll me a flat 20 like a luck check, just to see okay. if things are in your favor or not, too. No. Oh. No, no, no. It, yeah. It, it turns Straight out, set. Yeah, it turns out, yeah, she's running a whole set. She's going to be running well until like midday. She'll have to take a brief break before lunch today, so probably not. Mm-hmm. So. She's just she's busy and she's making some pretty good money. So why would she stop? Because it's yeah, busy. no, for sure. It's fairly um, busy, not super busy, but enough. So I imagine after they've like, she'll take her time eating breakfast and stuff. And I don't know if Jacoba's gonna be there the whole time she's there. 
the whole time bees there? Yeah. Yeah. And Jacob was gonna be there a while. Is he gonna wait okay. for the set to finish, or? Honestly, he's just like kind of like lost in the music. Like he's not really paying attention to okay. anything, really. Okay, so unless V pulls him out of his, his well, space. I was that's what I was gonna say. Uh, after it's been like let's like an hour, hour and a half, like a good long breakfast, sit, listen to the music for a little bit. Um, she'd be like, we should probably head back to the office, uh, see if Liam's awake and explaining things. Uh, yeah, that 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 probably be a good idea. And she'll like follow him out. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I was gonna be like, are you gonna sit there awkwardly while one of you waits for the other one to move first? Because neither well, of you wants it. to like, give she's up. Gonna, like, <laughs> okay, she's very, very specifically not leaving without him. Well, yeah, like, I, I was just wondering. She's going to pick him up, chair and all, and walk him out of the building. <laughs> I was just wondering if there was gonna be like this weird dominance thing where like neither of you are gonna stand first. <laughs> But, oh, she doesn't mind, but it'd be kind of thing like she stands up and just kind of like stares at him. And then she'll give another little wave to Susie as they're leaving. And, and she'll again smile back. And so we head back to the office. Uh, so, you know, it's conservatively, it's like roughly around nine in the morning. You had a nice breakfast. You got up right and early. Um, <laughs> I would say Liam is awake at this point. And let's. I was. I was probably gonna say that, like, being up for like three days. I bet Liam probably up for like a good eighteen hours or so. Yeah, but also the context of that it would probably lead to some troubled sleep. Well, when uh, we get yeah. back, um, Hamish has pulled his murder board out into the main room and is pacing back and forward, waiting for everyone to get back. So wait, the murder board wasn't on the wall. It was on the wall in the closet. So, yeah, I, but I imagine it's so he's moved it out piece by piece. He's reconstructed it meticulously. Yeah, <laughs> it's on it's on a wee wee chalkboard. Probably yeah, wrong, but saying. meticulously. So, uh, let's have Liam roll a Constitution check to see how big his headache is. Uh, I, well, let's see. Uh, check safe. Safe, yes. Ten. So. A light hangover, not too hmm. terrible, but he's definitely groggy and tired. But, mm -hmm. but he's awake, even though he doesn't want to be. He feels like he could definitely use more sleep, but he's up now. Yeah. Um, he's probably. I mean, a he's probably gonna wake up and be like, "This isn't my home. What's going on? Remember things," and then probably like haul his ass into the kitchen to make breakfast because breakfast makes everything better. Yeah, there's also probably a weird juxtaposition where his mind is completely fried, but his body feels pretty good because as far as his body can yeah. happen, so he could probably move around all right, but his head it just can't think straight, and it's just, ugh. That's fair. I'll give you that one. Yeah, that's part of the lack of sleep is that the body's fine. doesn't need that much rest. The mind is just, ugh. It's been stressed. All right, so... V, Jacoba walk in together at this point. Uh, Liam so Hamish is just like, good, good, good. Everyone's here. We have to get, get everyone in the room. I've got it all. Well, I think they walk in a little bit after Liam has started breakfast because yeah, uh, they had... he'll let Liam cook for a while in silence. But... Yeah, and Jeremy will absolutely help quietly. 
But Hamish is clearly, like, super excited. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, um, so just as breakfast gets wrapped up, Jeremy will hop over the bar and sit in one of the stools and start staring at the wall, and he just quietly looks at it really intently, like trying to wrap his mind around what he's looking at. And... Right, right. Has everyone got food? Is everyone is everyone ready to sit down and listen to? to I've, I've, I've got this worked out. I've got, I think I, I think I've got it. Yeah, uh, yeah. What is it? All right, and he'll motion to the board and say, "I've been working on this for a while now, and last night all of the pieces fell into place. There's a lot going on, so I'm going to talk." Don't interrupt, don't interrupt me because I'll lose my train of thought and it's all What if here. I have questions? Don't leave them to the end, leave them to the end because <laughs> I've got to keep this all in perspective. And uh, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Because the all get notes the tie in together. Uh, it, it literally tie in together with the string, which I had in my pack to begin with. I forgot about it, but I found it. V, V. The important question is where the fuck did you get the board? Uh, never mind oh. that. Never mind that. Never mind. Where did you get the board? Yeah, I'll I'll tell you all about the board at the end. All right, all right. All right. I'm going to lose this. So, so let me talk. Leave your questions till the end because I'll get confused. What if I forget my questions? Write them down. I don't know. Yeah. Get on with it. All right. All right. All right, we're going to start here with the Rat King, all right? All right, this, this, this pin is the Rat King right here. Now, the Rat King is connected to the Kobolds. We know that. Uh, we know from early on that actually, Kobolds for, for our don't sake, go hang. Rob, let's, yeah. I'm going to move you over to a big blank canvas. Feel free to draw at your leisure. Oh, thank God, because I was about grabbing a sheet of paper so I could draw it myself. Yeah, okay, so this is my generic arena map. It's a nice big blank canvas. Feel free to draw as you need. It'll be great. Alright, um, I, I, I'll, I'll try and think of that. I'm not sure if I'll manage that or not, but we'll get to that. Alright, so uh, tools, drawing, though? drawing, drawing, drawing. Where's the drawing tools? Um, Alright. Right under the pointer. Yeah. Alright, so this this thing, this, this is the Rat King right here. Okay. Rat King. Kobolds. Alright, so we know because when we went to look for what they called the lizard men, and they're actually the kobolds, that the kobolds don't know how to ask for food, especially if they're on vacation, because, you know, they're on vacation here because you don't get lizards in this area. So we know that. We know that the Rat King has food, and we know that the Rat King is a liar. So, follow me here. We have this dwarf pyramid, that, 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 that whole fiasco from earlier on, and we know that some liar made up that whole dwarf pyramid thing. So I'm thinking the Rat King made up the dwarf pyramid. Now, we also know, we also know that the free market that was talked about over here, yeah, the free market is uh, not free at all. That was also a lie. So we know that, that Melville and the unions are lying about the free market. So we've got two liars. We've got the Rat King and we've got Melville and the unions. So I'm thinking to myself, maybe, maybe the Rat King is running the unions in town. But we'll come back to that. All right, magic circles don't know what, don't do what they were supposed to do. We know that too. So I'm thinking that since they are not doing what they're supposed to do, somebody was lying about that. So that's probably also the Rat King. So the Rat King uh, probably made the circle. Pause, pause, Amish. I'm going to lose this. All right, all right, make it quick, make it quick. The circles aren't working correctly because 
Lester made him and fucked him up. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get back to that because because I've got Lester down here. He's he's here's this pin over here. Yeah. All right. So, uh, 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 all right. Let's go to Lester. He said he didn't know me. He actually then said he knows of me. So Lester is obviously also a liar. He said he can fix the magic circles, but he can't. So he's definitely a liar. So he's probably working for the Rat King because they're all liars together. Also, he's dead. Uh, they died near a magic circle, though, and that is a habit of not sticking, see? Because the Rat King died near a magic circle, and there's another link between them, and neither of them are dead, so maybe they're both actually alive and both lying. But we'll come back to that. So Lester, Rat King, connected, liars. Good, got that? All right. So now we have to move on to this two-headed giant thing that we just did, because two-headed giants we know are, are, are good cooks, right? And we know that the kobolds need food. So maybe maybe he needed that two-headed giant to, to, to start a restaurant for the kobolds, to feed the kobolds, because he said they're not a threat. But then I thought, he's a liar. So maybe they are a threat. So here's my thinking. The Rat King is either invading the town or he's starting a restaurant for kobolds. Eh? I can see you're not convinced. I've got more to say on that. Well, I, I've got a question about the dwarf permit. Yes. <laughs> Terrifyingly enough, Hamish is right about the kobolds invading. Ah, I thought I was. All right, but I've got more about that because I think there's more people. That's a disturbing thought, Liam. I feel like I owe someone or Hamish being correct. That, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but listen, but listen, but listen. All right. I need to talk about Mr. Honourable for a minute. Now, we know he's an honourable man, because his name says so. And, and we know he said he won't kill anyone while he's here, yeah? And he hasn't, so we know he's telling the truth. So he's probably not involved, but we also know he has a lot of swords, right? So I'm thinking the only people in the area that need, you know, a lot of swords, because they're the only large group we know about, are the kobolds. So is Mr. Honourable supplying swords to the kobolds as an invading army? Eh? Maybe he's running an arms business. Now, if they're opening a restaurant, then maybe they're just kitchen utensils for the two-headed giant because he'll need bigger things, but... (laughs) Well, we'll come back to that too. Eh... Right, now, the people in the town, because we know with like Melville, he, he, the union guy, he might have been lying. Now, Wednesday, you know, that woman, that racist woman, she doesn't like having kisses blown at her, we know that. That's not, neither here nor there, but but she comes back into it later. Now, eh, eh, where was that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, we got the two-headed giant who might be a cook or he might be helping them invade, uh, but we never found the Aetin, so maybe because we didn't see the Aetin, he's invisible and he's a friend of the two-headed giant. Maybe Aetins are also cooks. I don't know that part, but he could be an invisible spy for the invading army. Now, I'm tying this all together now. Right, right, right. So, zombies. We had zombies up at that magic circle that didn't walk, work properly. The merchants wanted to just to take care of the zombies. But the zombies, they eat people. So how are you supposed to take care of them if they eat people, right, right? And, and, and that made me think maybe the merchants are lying. So, are Wednesday and and Melville and the other merchants all lying? And are they involved with the Rat King and bringing this invading army into town for some reason? Now, that's what I thought. So so then we tie it into Lindquist, who, 
he was the mayor and uh, there's his son and and we know his son employs racist assholes and uh, and Wednesday she's a racist asshole as well so maybe Wednesday got that from the son and they know each other and maybe he's carrying out his father's plan so there's another connection that makes me think that they're involved so here is my conclusion either the Rat King is building an invading army of kobolds supplied by Mr. Honourable with weapons financed by Wednesday and Melville and the Fairbay Animal Control and the unions and, and all that, uh, directed by the old mayor's son, or the merchants have hired the Rat King to open a restaurant because those peppercorn waffles at that restaurant we went to wouldn't fill anyone's hunger. And uh, oh, oh, and also Umbrin, Umbrin said before that uh, Susiana makes Jacova nervous and they probably shouldn't have breakfast together. And then that made me think that because there's no good restaurant that will satisfy hunger with those stupid waffles, that maybe that's why they shouldn't have breakfast. So that's where the restaurant thing comes in. So it's either one or the other. Invading Cobalt Army, new restaurant in town. What do you think? You know, my head didn't hurt beforehand when I woke up, and that was a blessing. I, I feel like I feel like it does now. Uh, Jacoba will slide his flask over to Liam. <laughs> Liam will take some of the liquor. Hear the dog, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um. So. Yesterday, when I did the wand thing. Uh, wait, is Umbrin here? Umbrin is not here. He yeah. should probably hear this. No, it's, it's a little bit before. I'd say within like 20 minutes would be his normal come-in time. Oh, um, really then Liam is going to say that... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, Liam is going to say that uh, we should wait for Umber because he's going to want to hear this and he doesn't feel like saying everything twice. Yeah, that's fair. After, after a big gulp, V is going to be like, will he be upset that there's no donuts left? I, I can make more. <gasps> yes. So within 20 minutes, I assume he makes like another nice hot batch of donuts. Which V has already started eating. <laughs> that I, uh, Liam is some position for making donuts in 20 minutes, but we'll go with it. I mean, everything's still kind of hot, right? So. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, have you ever made donuts before? I have not. Um, so a, I don't know how big the frying place is, but also like the dough, like if you want to like not get greasy donuts, you have to like chill them and like the dough is super fucking sticky and so annoying. Oh, well, I don't think you have a lot of ability to chill things unless... Well, I mean, you have precision, right? Is that... Capable uh, of I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to assume that he does it because, you know, fantasy escapism. I swear, organized for his theory is in the quest log. <laughs> oh. I feel like I owe Urkin like five gold for Hamish being right about something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Like he was, he was. I mean, he was technically correct about two things because, like, Mr. Honorable is <laughs> heading an like an arms smuggling business. <laughs> like that is that is a thing that's probably true. So much here. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh no! Oh god! It's a lot. Rob, Rob, are over. you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Jesus Christ! 
Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, guy. Oh god. That's a lot of notes. Okay. Um, yeah, I... that's 14 sessions worth of notes. No, oh, Jesus Christ. True. Tied together. That is true. Um, and it's all come to a head now. Um, I was going to. Liam likes hugs when he is sad. I mean, I just like hugs. And in general. Oh, fuck. This is incredible. Um, the Rat King is either building an invading army of kobolds or the Rat King is Umbrin. <laughs> <laughs> the Rat King is Umbrin. <laughs> okay, well, let's just say that, yeah, he. Someone has some magic that can chill the dough really quick and go. Well, Kyle again. Yeah. <coughs> and so there's a nice fresh batch handy just as Umbrin walks in and mm-hmm. he's already got one. <laughs> She's got one in each hand. Yeah, double hip, double fisting. <laughs> so he, he walks in and takes a big whiff and goes, oh, something smells good. And then he sees the murder board and goes, what the, what the hell is I this? have one question for you, Umbrin. Uh, okay. And we can clear this all up. Uh-huh. Have you, along with the other merchants in town, hired the Rat King to open a restaurant for kobolds? No. Right. Well, it's the other theory then. <laughs> what other thing? Oh, yeah. The Rat King is uh, building an invading army of kobolds and uh, the town's in danger. And Amazingly, Hamish is correct about that. And Umbrin will... Uh, have to sit down after this revelation. Okay, so the... Men- he will hand him a donut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll take it after a moment. So This is our sympathy bread. <laughs> sympathy rolls. Sympathy rolls. <laughs> exactly. But deep fried, so it's better. Oh, yeah. So, and I think a number of other people in the town might be behind it. Uh, okay. Also, amazingly, Hamish is correct about that. Kinda, sorta. What do you mean, kinda? Um, so that wand let me, well, I didn't really let me. It kind of forced it upon me. Uh, Lester was on the other end of the wand. Aha, so he's not dead. I was right about that too. Uh, well, uh, actually, he's totally dead, sort of. Yeah, he's, he's dead. Ah, oh, well, okay. Yeah. But he's talking. Um, yeah, no, I, I learned more yeah, about the wand. Was... It's kind of got something in common with the circles in that it shouldn't exist, and it's a twist on something existing. So it's like a message and talk to dead kind of spell thing. Oh, right, you said that last night, so Lester's either dead or a god. Okay. Uh, and he's definitely dead. I missed the talking yeah. to dead part. Yeah, he's... um, uh, So... According to Linquist, uh, not Linquist, according to Lester, he made the circles for Linquist. Oh, God, so fucking tired. Okay, here we go. <laughs> he made the circles for Linquist because Linquist wants to make Fairway into a great, big, kind of metropolisy area. Uh, a few townsfolk like Tuesday and possibly the libertarian guy, Melville, was the 
is that his name? Yes, Melville. Um, possibly the libertarian guy Melville had him assassinated with a bunch, of, like a few other people, kind of like grouped together, be like, no, we don't want this to happen. We want Faraday to stay how it is. Um, murder will clearly solve everything. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know the connection between Lester Lindquist and the Rat King. Um, but the Rat King, I think, is working for Lester and building an army to. I sound as crazy as Hamish, and building an <laughs> army to invade the town. And Lester wanted me to join his cause, and I said no. Uh, Jeremy will walk up and pat Liam on the shoulder, like a little comforting gesture. Hamish will go over and give him a hug because it's in his notes. <laughs> Liam Liam will hug Hamish back and Umbrid will take a bite of the donut and rub his temple with his other hand and go this is very very bad um yes one one small problem with all of this is I don't know if we have any solid evidence other than maybe this wand um, um, and Hamish will go and motion to the murder board. <laughs> As if it's obvious. <laughs> uh, we can always, I suppose, like, Lester was staying in the town. As soon as I read that, I went, poof, there's no proof. Um... <laughs> 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 um, so going back it's Liam so we would be like we can always investigate where Lester was staying because he had an apartment here in town maybe we can find something in there that is an excellent idea says Umbrid yes um, and at that note Liam is going to stand up uh to some form of fancy cartwheel over the countertop and look for something fucking caffeinated. Uh, roll me a flat d20 to see how what you the strength the strongest caffeinated thing that you find. Just a flat d20. Eight. Fucking water. Well, no. Eight is like tea. So like it's not like hyper caffeinated. I mean, you wouldn't want some, a 20 anyway because that would be like uh, an energy drink vat that's been sitting out forever, so it's like pure caffeine plus guanine, and, or not guanine, that's a DNA. <laughs> Gu uh, not guanine. Guarana. Uh, guarana. Yeah, guarana. Like, 20 would be kind of probably blow up your heart anyway, so <laughs> 8 is like some tea. So you can get some caffeine from some tea. Oh! Oh! Can we, is there a role I can do to establish Liam's tolerance for caffeine? Uh, I would say absolutely we should. I'm just not sure what that is. Uh, con? Yeah. That's what I was thinking, yeah. constitution? Yeah, I'm thinking constitution would be a good one. So, low roll, go for it. So the higher the more resistant is, is what I'm saying. So if you I'm going to roll a fucking 20 on so, this, so I know you it. you want to be low, 60. Yeah, so... <laughs> It's the opposite of Ian in real life, because, like, <laughs> tea is my caffeine. I cannot drink coffee. 
It is too much caffeine for my system. Yeah, with a 16, it's def Liam's definitely one of those, like, uh, I need some coffee that's fairly strong before I start feeling it in several cups. Liam's time. like a friend of mine who needs two bangs to wake up in the morning. Yeah, that's, that's so much. <laughs> it's terrifying. So, yeah, he's, he's close to that. Not totally immune, but definitely needs more than some tea. <laughs> All right. Um, so he found some tea, probably picked it up, looked at it, went, this is bullshit. Put <laughs> it back down on the, on the counter and stood up from the counter and be like, I'm assuming there's coffee in Theria. Uh, he's, I have no idea. I don't think there is. Doesn't like have Merrick have his own blend thing that he yeah, has? Yeah, he does. Merrick does it's a very strong tea that he says is equivalent to coffee. So, okay, so mm -hmm. it's still tea, but it's like simulating coffee. Yeah. He is going to point to the door and say, I need to go to the pencil cloth. <laughs> don't eat the waffles. No, it wouldn't matter anyway. They don't do anything. Um, I'm trying to see if I had that menu saved somewhere. I know I had it. I believe you did. Yep. It's yeah, it says menu. It's in the character sheets. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was in there. It's in the journal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was looking at my Google Drive. Of course. Never mind. Of course. Roll 20 makes way more sense. Hey. All right. Take it easy. Okay. So. Roasted coffee root pour over, I think, is the thing. Yeah. Yes. So it's four gold for a mug, which is terrible. Like you can get whole breakfasts for less than that. But it's the pounce and claw. You know what you get. Yeah. Uh, free range water. <laughs> yes. Uh, lime. <laughs> yes. So, so Liam's in desperate need of a good hit. So he's got found some caffeinated root. That American yep. found some caffeinated root. So. He knows about this. He doesn't get it every morning because it's fucking expensive. I mean, who could afford to have mm -hmm. Starbucks every morning? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, rich white people. Um, yeah. <laughs> people who work. Uh, Liam is fairly flush with cash, so he is going to get two of them. Okay, perfect. So he's he's all loaded up. He got himself a double. Yeah. So we're starting off the day. So, what's our plan of action? Are you going to, like, head straight to Lester's place as your first plan of action? Uh... V is just going to follow where the rest of the group wants to go at this point. She's that, very lost. That's not, like, the most definitive, most immediate course of action you had discussed, because Hamish ranted for quite a while, and uh, I don't think anyone absorbed any of it, except for the conclusion which was that there's a conspiracy to open a restaurant. <laughs> you are not wrong about that, sir. <laughs> which is a fantastic theory, and I like it a lot. <laughs> Turns out gods are going to make it happen. Uh, yeah. I think since nobody else is objecting to Liam's plan, which, you know, always ends so well, uh, he would head over to Lester's uh, abode. So he is, his house, uh, so uh, I'll say that Umbrin would lead you to his place, because I mean, you were all there once, very briefly, before he blew himself up. 
So, and you weren't even inside. So, Umbert will lead you there. Uh, he doesn't have a key or anything. So, the front door is locked. Uh, good thing we have a V. Are you going to use a fish-shaped key, or are you going to pick lock? No, V would like to kick down the door. <laughs> We're good. We have a V, not a key. <laughs> okay, so he's gonna give anyone the opportunity to pick locks. Like the moment anyone starts like ruffling around their pockets, V's like, ah, fuck this, and tries to kick. I it. got this. All <laughs> like, right. Well, red. the guide's dead. Like, who cares? All right. Well, attack, it's true. Attack the door. Attack I believe this would with. be considered salvage by uh, maritime law, so mm -hmm. it's fine. <laughs> maritime. Okay. Sure. <laughs> what? Don't worry about it. Do uh, I just like attack with my weapon? Attack with your boot. <laughs> attack with my boot? It'd be not Is that just a... It's just like a strength what? check. What? A strength check. Okay. Uh, uh, so you'd... And skill strength check. 15. That's pretty good. So you successfully. This was not like a heavy duty or magically locked door or anything. So you successfully kicked down the door. And inside is. I don't know what V's preconceptions of what a wizard's house would look like. Lots of books. Yeah, pretty much. There's a handful of, like, bottles and alchemical experiments going on, and lots of books, and it's kind of messy. And there's, like, probably a bed buried in the corner somewhere, a small thing, some clothes, and a pile in the corner. It's, uh... So, it's a stereotypical wizard's house. Yep. Pretty much what you would expect. I was... I was fully expecting you to say stereotypical bachelor. Difference, <laughs> <laughs> really. Um, so yeah, she's just gonna kick down the door and then stand back and like kind of do that bow with her about like after you, sirs. Um, actually, Liam will walk in. Speaking of stereotypical bachelor pad, who wants to roll a flat D twenty to see how sanitary this place is? There, there could have been some old Oh, God. Fucking oh, wow. immaculate. Okay. Well, <laughs> so it's untidy, but there's not, like, food left out. All the clothes in the corner are clean, just unfolded. So it doesn't stink. It's a little stale because it's been closed for several, you know, several, several days, a few weeks. But it's not, like, rotting. So you don't... When, you, when V kicks down the door, she's not hit with the smell of rotting food and old sweat. It's just, oh, it's like just an old room, whatever. Thank goodness. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> See, you you get good rolls when it counts, and this mattered very much. <laughs> the smell, yes. The smell you have done V a great service. <laughs> and she will never know. I aim to please. So <laughs> She'll never know. <laughs> so V has kicked it down and let whoever wants in to pass, saying after you. Uh, Liam will enter first. Okay. Yeah. I imagine once everybody who wants to go in goes in, she's gonna, like, post up at the door and, like, stand guard. She just props the door back up. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong here. So, are you guys looking for anything in particular, or you just want to, like, ransack the place and see what's up? Um... Uh, journals would be one thing. I think the first thing Liam would look for would be a journal. Yeah, I think journals would be a good pick. So, uh, is anyone else looking for anything in particular or just general rummaging? Because I assume everyone's there. Oh, that's it. V's not helping look for anything. She's just keeping an eye. She's keeping watch. Um, I don't think Jeremy would be looking for anything in particular. She should, he's just happy to be included. Hamish is looking for anything that validates any part of either one of his theories. Alright, so everyone will roll an investigation for the things that they're looking for. 
So Jeremy doing a general check uh, doesn't find anything in particular note with a 10. And this is where things go downhill? Oh, shit! 20! People are rolling well, uh, and I'm waiting to see a... The caffeine kicked in! Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Liam's awake now! Let's see a Hamish uh, check. Yeah, I'm trying to investigation. That's the holdup. There we go. 22. Damn. Okay, let's start with the lowest and count our way up. Was your cover looking <clears throat> particular or general checking? General rummaging. Okay, so with an 18, you look through all of the books and you you notice that there's a lot of it's a lot of general magic theory so stuff you'd expect to find in a wizard's place um you're welcome to roll an arcana check to see if you understand any of this but the titles of these are generally like textbook titles like advanced theory oh oh absolutely so wow uh so like well not necessarily a student of wizarding uh, he apparently has a knack for the intellectual stuff. So reading through all of these, he generally has a pretty good idea of what a lot of them are like. Um, let's see. I need to quickly look through and see what the schools of magic are. Because I don't have the whole list memorized. But uh, let's see. So, okay, I have the list here. So there, there's basically books on advanced theory on all of the schools of magic. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Roll me a D8. Four. four. One, two, three, four. Enchantment. A book stands out to you that's of the school of enchantment. So that's just the one that he's drawn to. And it's got all kinds of advanced theories. And I'd say if he were to stick to and read on this, he could potentially learn an uh, a spell from the school of enchantment. Ooh. Potentially, but that's not something he can do in 20 minutes. No. But uh, he's, it's catching on. He's, he's got a full comprehension. He reads through it. It's all absorbing. It's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, Liam, with a 20, he was looking for journals. You absolutely find a stack of journals near to his bed. Uh, like I said, the whole place is pretty untidy. There's stacks of books everywhere. Not many bookshelves, because why would there be? That's stupid. <laughs> Inefficient. Inefficient, exactly. So right next to his bed, he's got a pile of clean clothes that are unfolded because that's too, that's a waste of time. But also on the foot of the bed are several journals. Uh, opening them up reveals something rather baffling. All the characters you mostly recognize, but they're kind of jumbled. Like the letters are backwards or the whole words are backwards. It's, it's a whole mess. But they're definitely words in common. You just can't read them. Hmm. Uh, Roll a medicine check. I was going to say, Ian knows what that is. <laughs> yeah. What am I rolling? Medicine. Oh, oh no. Ten. Like, uh, no. So, you have no idea what the hell's going on. Alright. These are all uh, weird. Am I able to discern any sort of dates or anything? Um, yeah, the dates are easy enough just because the format's pretty well established. They're, they're just mm -hmm. as jumbled as everything else, but you can look at them and see that, like, yeah. some of the journals are dated roughly a few years ago. Some of them are more recent than that. So, yeah, you can you can definitely determine what dates are up there, at least roughly. Um, 
Honestly, I have no idea. So I think, I don't know how far back this goes. So I think Liam's just going to take everything. <laughs> yeah, there's, there are four journals there. Sure. If it's only four, yeah, take all of them. Yeah. Um, and the next one up, Hamish. Hamish is looking for anything that validates his theory. <laughs> yeah, anything that mentions, like, the people in the town he knows, anything about arms trades, specifically with Mr. Honorable, and anything about restaurant supplies. Okay, so with a 22, in one of the taller stacks in the corner behind a couple other stacks, like this stack hasn't been touched in a little while, near to the bottom, you do find a book on what were the two things you're looking for like restaurants uh, arms deals with yeah. specifically with mr honorable but anything that applies to that yeah so you find a book on like logistics of war is what it's titled and it's like near the bottom of a of a very tall stack that's behind a couple other stacks it has a layer oh. of dust on it like it has been opened in years yeah <laughs> But he'll have a flick through that. Well, I mean, uh, I'm more curious about how he's getting it out of the stack. Is he just pulling it off and knocking anything over, or is he carefully... Oh, yeah, I mean, he's pulling it out without thinking about what's on top. Okay. Uh, well... Is this, like, a uh, uh, tablecloth kind of pulling it out? I don't know. No, he's just pulling it. It's like a Jenga when there's obviously one block that shouldn't be pulled, and that's the one he's going for. <laughs> so you're not even going to roll a dex check, he just goes for it. No, he's just going to topple the whole thing. Okay, so these stacks fall into other stacks, and it's just uh, an avalanche of books. But Hamish has the book he's looking for, and he flips through it, and it's more or less what the title would describe. It goes into some details of, like, how you supply an army and how supply chains work, and there is a small section on, like, like how you would supply an insurgency. So, like, it, it just it describes disguising shipments as other kinds of goods to evade detection to arm people for a surprise attack with lots of, of weapons. So, that is pretty directly what you were suspecting that Mr. Honorable was doing, which was there were swords, lots and lots of swords hidden in barrels that could have been, like, water or beer or grain or something. So, yeah, that sounds pretty Amish is taking this as absolute validation of his thinking. So. <laughs> yep, that, that could be pieced into what you already think is happening. So, there you go. <laughs> so, Liam has Lester's journals. So, yep. uh, what is he doing? Is he just grabbing them and going? Is he going to show them to everyone to discuss? Or he wants to discuss back at the office? Uh, it'd probably be like, hey, Found some journals. Uh, let's bring it back to the office. Cheese it. Let's go. <laughs> so if everyone <laughs> agrees, especially since Hamish found what he was looking for. <clears throat> um, can Liam look around really quickly as everybody else is just for something that might be just for something? Uh, what would he... Um, throw him, uh, give me a perception check first. And then... All right. And if it's all right, we'll roll a lock check to see if he's what you spot. Hmm. Works for me. 12. Okay. Now let's roll a lock check. 
12. Also 12. 12 and 12. Okay, so not terribly remarkable. So sitting on a shelf somewhere behind a book, you catch a glimpse of a potion bottle, and it, you're pretty sure that it's like a, potion, a standard potion of healing, but it's got a lot of dust on it. I will take it. Also, are there any sort of uh, eccentric-looking robes anywhere? Um, you'd have to dig through the pile of clean clothes. And let's, uh, once again, roll a flat t20 to see what the craziest-looking one looks like. Okay. What, what, what's the wildest rope he owns? I don't know. It's not there, it goes. Uh, Eleven. Okay, so it's pretty much a bunch of standard wizard robes. That's lame. All right. <laughs> so nothing too dingy, nothing too gaudy. It's just a bunch of fairly plain robes. Mm. They're comfortable. They're simple. They're easy to wash. He was a, at least in terms of taking care of himself, he was a fairly simple but not dirty person. Which I suppose you mm -hmm. couldn't ask for worse. So. <laughs> it's true. All right. So everyone heads back to base. You got what you're looking for, and everyone mm -hmm. sits down in the office with these journals that are have like normal common characters but are all jumbled um hey is there anything magical about these journals uh absolutely roll arcana also for my inventory is it just a potion of healing yes it's just a potion of healing okay covered in dust because lester was not an adventurer but he had it just in case for ready uh liam doesn't know much about magic he shall hand it off to Jacoba uh, or Hamish. I'm going to have Jeremy roll a medicine, which is a minus one. Let's hope for our boy. Five. Nope. Oh. <laughs> He's got no right. idea. Hmm. Susie probably knows. Why medicine? I'm just curious. I'm suspicious of this medicine. Uh, Yeah. So not being able to figure out anything, like the characters still seem weird. He's going to ask Hamish and Jacoba if they can pull anything magical out of this. Uh, Umbrin's in the room. I'm going to have him also roll medicine, which is based off of... Wisdom. Wisdom. Medicine. 17. Oh, yeah. Um, Umbrin knows what's up. So mm. Everyone else roll their arcana checks. Uh, Hamish, yes. 14. Jacoba, 9. Uh... He nothing obvious uh okay it'd be better if you could read it but as these journals are open and umbrin looks at it and goes um this was written by a dyslexic <laughs> so just some of the letters are backwards so well severe dyslexia some of the letters some oh. of the words the sentences they're not consistently backwards it's all jumbled oh so it's not even a particular cipher this is a medical condition well, that explains why he screwed up the circles. That also explains why I had you rolling medicine. <laughs> and that also explains why I had to roll medicine. Because <laughs> the source of this of this weirdness is um, is medical in nature. Hmm. <laughs> um, can Liam try and decipher, knowing that it's dyslexia? Um, can Liam try and decipher the very last entry? for decipher <laughs> uh insight you're trying to pick out his meaning yeah but insight's more about like reading subtext like emotion and body language and stuff. okay um and apparently <laughs> quiet folks nobody likes you <laughs> um 
Intelligence, maybe. That was gonna be mine. I was gonna say, it's definitely an intelligence-based check. I was just wondering if there was, like, some sort of skill. I'm just doing flat intelligence. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, intelligence, 19. Yeah. I, I would say definitely. In the last mm -hmm. page, you can, like... You start to see some of the pattern coming out, but in some pages it's significantly worse than others. But this one is not too terrible. At least in this one, some of the letters are jumbled, but the first and last are generally in the right location. So mm. getting the gist of it, it's basically talking about the day before you left for the circles. And he's... He's really whining in the journal about how he didn't want to do any of this. He knew he couldn't do this job. Don't know why he was picked for this. Maybe he could fix it because it's causing all kinds of problems. And he's just whining the whole time about how he fucked up. And he doesn't want to do this job, but he's got no choice. And maybe he can fix it. And that's pretty much all it says. <laughs> hmm. He got picked for that job. Can I make, uh... a, weird, can I make a weird pitch? Sure. Here. Can Hamish just pick up at one of these journals and, and look at it and see if the jumbled writing makes sense in his jumbled head? Uh, I would say you oh, can God, no. intelligence with advantage. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, all right. Intelligence with advantage. Fight fire with fire. I, I would suppose. say there's a very good chance he, he could decipher it. 12. Unfortunately, like, I mean, you can pick up the occasional word but not whole sentences. Yeah. He'd have, to, uh, he'd have to focus on it for a real long time. He probably could, but it would take a lot longer. Liam just, it kind of clicked on that last page for him, but mm. Hamish would probably have to sit down with like a journal and really work Just it. flicking through it is not enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Liam's going to look at Umbrin and ask him about, like, how long has Lester been in Fairbay. Um, honestly, I only heard about him like a like a month ago. He hasn't been around for long. I mean, he could have been here for longer, but I only knew about him recently. So, can Liam flip back a month? Because he got picked. And so what I'm looking for is to be like, oh, here's the journal entry where he's saying, like, oh, I got picked for this today. Yes. So let's roll a luck to see if you just flip to the right page. Because you could have flipped way too far, too. Now you flipped nope, way, too far. way too far. So you jump back like, I want to say like six months. And, mm -hmm. and it is different. He's, he's talking mm. about more mundane things that he's not as whiny. That's for sure. So he's just mm. in this particular page. He's talking about like how he's going to go pick some apples and he's really trying to study hard for school but he's having a really hard time because he can't read well and you know maybe mm. one day he'll be a good wizard but he always screws things up well he would have been a good wizard one day um okay so sometime after what Liam was looking at yes. I'm assuming we're just going to do this again well, instead, yes. Instead of luck, let's roll another intelligence saving throw just to determine like speed. Okay. Nineteen. All right, nineteen's pretty good. Oh so, shit! So you're still kind of, you've gotten into some something's clicked with this. You, you've got yeah. the right brain mode where you can kind of unjumble them 
fairly quickly. So flipping through, you realize that there was some sort of difference caffeine. between six months. Yeah, was, caffeine is absolutely a great reason for this. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he started from six months ago, found out it was different. His He doesn't mention anything. He's not whining. He's talking about mm-hmm. goals and stuff. Skimming through, you work your way forward, and you find that about two months ago, there is a page where the tone completely shifts from, you know, oh, he's trying his best, and uh, I'm not really confident myself, to I have been given great power, and I've been chosen by by Lindquist, you know, the the mayor, because that's what this, that's what he's been identified as. And, hmm. and, you know, he's been given a mission. And he's going to do his best. And suddenly he's got a lot of understanding about a lot of magic that he really struggled with before. And he's going to... He, he suddenly feels like he can make this happen. You know, he always knew he could do something. And he now knows this is his mission, which is to, you know, complete Linquist's mission. You know, make hmm. Fairbay great. Make Fairbay great, punish those who punished him, and all of that. Stuff you already know. Um. So upon finding it... Liam's gonna be like, oh, 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 guys, I found something. Um, and he's probably gonna read the journal entries out loud. And it's kind of and... slow at first, just because he's translating. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and he's gonna make, uh, like, his normal commentary on that, like, Linquist tried to recruit him for those very reasons. Like, make Fairbay great and punish those uh, that were against him. Don't all speak at once. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he would have much of a reaction. It's like, well, I guess it's a good thing he's dead then. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but he's like still doing stuff, right? Yeah. Kinda. We still have an army of kobolds um, that need to get. We should probably talk to the guards about that. And the circles are still around, right? And they're still working, even though he's gone. So he wasn't, like, the source of it or anything. So that's still a problem. Uh, Yeah, but, like, magic can persist without the person who casts it still being around. Like, like, there's magical things that don't necessarily, like... Not all magic dies off when its uh, origin goes away, though. Jeremy, Jeremy scratches the back of his head. He's like, ah, I mean, I feel like we're kind of in a rock between a rock and a hard place. We got the circles that are messing with stuff; they're getting worse. And then there's there's the army. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like the army is a bit more of an immediate threat than the circles. Is there a way we could use the circles against the army? If we knew how to use the circles, maybe. Jeremy scratches well, like, his head again. Like, ah. Fairbay doesn't have an army, right? But They've got a town guard. Right, but not enough to 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 uh, to push back an invading source. But an invading force. But 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 listen. If we enchanted enough objects <gasps> to become sentient. And I have move. an idea. She and she's then gonna stand up, raise our own army, stride out of the room. <laughs> um, he's gone. Bee's, Bee's getting her axe. V has her axe already and is on her way to the sentience giving circle. Oh, the circle to get right. more axes. <laughs> um, to get more wiggly axe. Yeah, because there was a circle of animation which made it wiggle yeah. the first place in the warehouse. And then there's the circle of, of awakening, 
which made things sentient in the barn. She would like to head to the one that makes things sentient, please. Okay, so that's gonna be... I think that Hamish and V are thinking along the same lines. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if Hamish is gonna follow her, or if anyone's gonna follow her, but that's gonna be a several minute walk while she goes and does that. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I think after, like, maybe 30 seconds, and Liam realizing that, like, oh, she just didn't run to her room, he would probably try and follow her. Okay. And if people start leaving, Hamish is gonna follow. Yeah, Jeremy's gonna follow, because he's a follower. <laughs> and she's, like, not explaining. So basically, Hamish just, like, made her think of the axe, and it's like, I never went to the other circle we with it. and. That. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture her sentient axe being like the stick when Shalon first tried to soul cast. Exactly. It's just there, like, I am an axe. Pretty much. And he's just like, do anything but say that. I am an axe. <laughs> Best character in the whole story. <laughs> I am a stick. <laughs> I am a stick. Okay, so everyone's following. Is Jacoba following along too? Yep. <laughs> Alright, so everyone goes over to the Circle of Sentience. V puts the axe into it. It's wiggling mm-hmm. away like it do. Mm-hmm. And after several minutes, it starts to still a bit, and then it just kind of holds still. Huh. That is not what I was expecting. She'll slowly walk forward and pick it up. The moment she touches it, it flinches. <gasps> She'll be like, hello? And if she goes to pick it up, it'll try to crawl away, which really just looks like its old style of wiggling. So. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I'm going to roll an attack. Nah. <laughs> that doesn't it- hit. <laughs> it tries to swing its blade at, at B's hand, but like completely whiffs it. It's not that flexible to hit its own butt. <laughs> okay, so she's gonna kind of like pick it up and pet it on like the top and be like, there, there, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've given life to this thing, and I feel like it's a little cruel, but. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Kill me! Yeah, you're just playing guy. It's not intelligent enough for that. You're, you're just playing God. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's my idea. If we do this to like, oh, I don't know, uh, two hundred axes and swords and. But it can't walk. So what if you did it to <coughs> like, um, like those those dummies that they use for archery? Right, right. That's even better. Those ones could walk, probably. We haven't tried. But if we do that to the axes and stuff, we can like I don't know, lodge them in a uh, uh, in a uh, bales of hay outside the road, and they'll just stand there and wiggle, and and people will get past them. But yeah, archers are probably better. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm curious now. I mean, what was your what did you think was gonna happen? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not disappointed. I like that's pretty much on par with how I expect to go. I imagine V was hoping for, like, axe buddy, best friend, kind of thing. Or, 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 no, listen, though, it knows how to be an axe. And the people of Fairbay don't necessarily know how to use an axe, so give 
give these sentient axes to the people of Air Bay and 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 let the axes do the work, and we have an army. Um, let's let's rewind a little bit. Let's have V roll a <coughs> persuasion check to see if she can comfort her new pet axe. <laughs> okay. No. No. It's, Very charismatic. It's rather aggravated. Or no, no, no. Animal handling. Okay. Animal handling would be a better check because it's not a very intelligent axe right now. Yeah. Hey! Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah, so she's like trying to like calm it like she's petting a horse or something, and that <laughs> that's much more appropriate to a role than persuasion. She's not having a conversation, she's trying to comfort something fairly, yeah. fairly base. So. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. So so she she scratches it just behind the bevel. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you scratch axes, obviously. So, yeah. So she comforts it, and and it uh, yeah, it calms down a little bit. It's not really like looking around or anything like like uh, axe beak from Quest for Camelot, but That's what V was hoping for. That's not sure, but or Excalibur from Soul. Okay, but he's just an asshole. <laughs> but yes, but yeah. So she manages to to. It's not. It's no longer trying to get away or trying to actively cut off her fingers. So that's good. That's good. And that's pretty much the best you could hope for at the moment. Progress. You know, maybe if you left it in there overnight, it will get smarter. Leave him here all by himself. Well, you could stay here. Just put him in a circle. And... I don't know if him getting. Jeremy's right. He doesn't have. I didn't think this through. He doesn't have legs or arms or eyes or a mouth. Like... What's his name? Choppy. Of course it is. <laughs> you you've been holding on to that one. <laughs> oh, that was probably day one. <laughs> we all knew this was coming. <laughs> I mean, you heard yeah. that. I was I was just had to act. I had to act. Uh -huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, listen. I mean certain Better questions needed just a have brother. to be asked. <laughs> what? Certain questions just have to be asked. Cut it out. <laughs> There's not enough size in the world. <laughs> oh wait. That wand you could communicate with things with that. Could we use that to talk to the axe? Uh, it would let Lester talk to the axe. We don't want to let oh, Lester talk to the axe. That's no use. Ooh, what would happen if Lester talked that. to the axe? Do that. I he might turn it to the dark side. Uh, <laughs> Point the wand at the sentient axe, of course. Well, now I've got a pet mouse and a pet axe. Mm-hmm. What's this damage dice? D6? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm giving him a character sheet. I don't think we'll ever use it, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Just because I think it's hilarious to do. That. And we're probably gonna need it at some point. <laughs> yeah, I, you just wait. Look, we're gonna go visit I, Jamie and give him legs. And... I, I've been cut out twice with NPCs not having fully fleshed out character sheets. I'm just being careful. <laughs> um, That's the kind of party that makes your DM make character sheets for axes. Uh, yeah. I, well, now we're at it, I should probably make a character sheet for Cheddar. Cheddar yeah. didn't already have a character sheet? He might have. I don't know. Let me check. Where is he? Where do I have him? 
I should have him somewhere. There's Choppy. Choppy. Choppy's probably going to have to go into the NPC. Holy shit, I have a bad person. He doesn't have a character sheet. <gasps> How dare you? Okay. I'll, I'll work on that after this. I'll, I'll just That's make... Fair. I'll just give him a character sheet. And I'll have it available to all players. And just, you can be comforted to know that it's there. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I'll put him under DNR because he's a member of the crew, just like all of you, equal members. <laughs> uh, I feel like he should go under the NPC. I was working on it, but it lagged. There we go. Okay. <laughs> sort A to Z. There we go. Along with Chappy. There we go. Also, valued member of the team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll have you know Choppy's speed is zero. Okay. <laughs> Unless that's I'm throwing right. him, and then Choppy's speed goes up real quick. Yeah, but that's yep. not his speed. That's you throwing him. That's different. No, that's like his. It's like his speed. Okay, we keep if you throw him, a dwarf, then... that's their new speed. Like We keep saying him. I'm not sure if, if the axe has a gender identity. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so are you going to follow Hamish's suggestion and let no. let the axe stew in the pot, uh, cook in the oven for oh. the night? Or... <laughs> you know what? Here, flat d20, evens, she's going to do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. okay. She's doing it. <laughs> so she'll put, she'll give Choppy one last pat and then put him back in the circle. And then she'll sit like just outside the circle and uh, yeah, she's setting up camp there for the night. Hamish is going to sit there too, and he's going to talk to the. I was going to say long. she's going to start talking to him. Uh, <laughs> talking Jeremy, to it. Jeremy says, "Hang on, I'll be right back. I'll go get food." And he he runs off back to the office to go stock up on snacks. Yay! He's going to join the camp out. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great, guys. It's the morning. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You've decided this is your day. This yep. is my day. Mm -hmm. And evening. Um, and night. And night. Um, I think Liam is going to head home and sleep some more. Okay. Is Jacoba going to take this opportunity to go hang out with Susie? Or is he going to join in the camp out? Oh. He should <laughs> tell V that he's going to go hang out with Susie. Uh. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Chikoma's just gonna look at all this and be like, I know it's like 10 in the morning, but I'm I'm too sober for this. <laughs> oh, nice. And Hamish will look up at him and say, you should probably go and do something <clears throat> in case this doesn't work, because otherwise we'll have wasted a day trying to make an axe talk when there's an invading army on the way. Mm. But if it works, it'll be great. Okay. This is going to be epic. Okay. Well, uh, Liam Liam will join Chikova on whether Sherrod, he wants to run. Chikova's going to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course he is. <laughs> uh, Not for alcoholic reasons, just, just to get away. <laughs> okay, so I'd say let's end this session with... A uh, really quick off-camera roll. I'd like to have Jacoba roll, like, just a charisma check, just to see how well this goes. 
with Susie? Is he like sitting awkwardly in the corner, or are they? Do they sit down and strike up like, a really nice conversation and and bond a little bit? Uh, that depends on what it's like when he goes in. Well, I mean, I would say at this point you go back in roughly around the break time because she did her whole set for breakfast. There's a small break in between breakfast and lunch. And it's still morning. You spent a little bit of time, like, doing this whole axe thing. And so you managed to catch during the break. So so let's roll a little charisma check. <gasps> 19. Ooh, 19. <laughs> so you catch her on a break. You sit down. Uh, and she she buys you some lunch. And, oh. and you two strike up a nice conversation and talk about your time apart and what you've been doing. And... And at one moment, she laughs and touches you on the sh- on your forearm a little bit. It's nice. <laughs> you have a nice, pleasant conversation, and and just for a moment, you kind of forget the tension, and you just have a nice chat. <laughs> uh, this is fueling me. <laughs> okay, I think it's a great time to call the session. Jacoba found his moment to go. And what does Liam think about this? I mean, he's there too. So he's kind of wheeling, or is he just like also having a very pleasant conversation? I think once he realized that Jacoba was just going to the bar, he was just going to not going to go home and just sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Before Liam. Oh, wait, no, he's just up on caffeine right now, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Which, you know, Uh, I'm sure as you well know, like, that doesn't necessarily help with mental exhaustion. No, but it means he's not going to sleep, so he's going to have to do something. Fuck it, he'll join in the conversation. Alright, let's have you also roll a charisma just to see if, like, you kind of overpower the conversation with uh, chit-chat, or if you, you, the three of you just have a really good chat for a little while. Liam's gonna try and pick up Susiana. <laughs> what? Uh, Is it nope. Love trapezoid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would never betray my wingman. Okay, well, but the, the charisma check means he kind of fails at disrupting the whole thing, so he's. he's kind I don't of think he was trying to disrupt it. I think he was just trying to be a part conversation but he's pretty fucking out of it so it's yeah, not working he's, plus he's hyped up on caffeine and can't sit still very well <laughs> yeah he's he's too out of it to have like a really good conversation <laughs> but that's what happens and and amy's screaming in the chat no <laughs> well and we, your anger fuels me and we will see the results of this experiment next time i'm gonna wait another month okay you're just making the victory all the sweeter <laughs> Like I said, over Shakova's corpse. <laughs> it can be arranged. <laughs> and this will all have to be determined by fate, because I can tell you, knowing Susiana as a character, it, it really depends on how it goes. <laughs> like, I have no idea. I'm, I'm loving this whole soap opera. Party. This is great. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> this is the new main quest now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck those once, circles. Once we save the city, we know what's going on. Oh yeah. Well, but now they're both gonna be heroes. Now, who's gonna get the the hero kiss? Obviously, the girl who has a sentient axe. Mm, yeah. I am an axe. <laughs> I am an axe. 
I'm not sure how you all expect Fuck. this thing to talk. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how they expect this thing to talk. I don't expect it to talk. I don't expect it to talk. I expect it to listen. Or, or, <laughs> or walk or anything. Spontaneously develops Morse code. Listen, we've got magic users. They can figure something out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have two bards and a, <laughs> you have two bards and Hamish. I don't know if anyone <laughs> has any sort of magical communication spell. No. Uh, I have message, actually, I think. Message oh, would damn be, it! Message would probably it had be to be Jacoba. <laughs> it had to I be. I said I think, okay? Calm down. Uh, yes, I do have message. Ooh, see, that's how you get there. All right. Metagame, I guarantee if you cast that right now, it would 100% just say, I am an X. <laughs> <laughs> that's just canon. I want to establish that. You wouldn't get anything interesting or useful by casting message to the X saying hi. Or if you've seen a I'd Toy be Story 4. That far. <laughs> but Choppy now has a character sheet. I thought I had made a character sheet for Cheddar because I fully expected him to be like a, you know, paired on the shoulder kind of thing, but mm-hmm. uh, that didn't quite happen. Yet. Yet. Um, yeah, so uh, Jacoba 100% just met Zill. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there. I wasn't there the first time uh, Zill came by the office, was I? Uh, No. Was I hiding? Was I hiding under the bed? Yeah, I think you were hiding under the bed. Okay. Yeah, you were dealing with your uh, Lester uh, Magrine from Mm. your solo night dungeon crawl. Hell yeah. Which uh, that dungeon's still there, and Kova saw lots of undead wandering around down there. I keep meaning to go back to go look at it. But then we always have, like, <laughs> something that needs to be done, like, right then. Oh, well, that's how mm. it goes. Until it well, well fuck. And, and, like, everything else in the whole world, it doesn't stop just because you're not looking at it, so... <laughs> well, it fucking better. <laughs> well, it's not. Everything's God damn it. on. The forest is happening, the warehouse is happening, the barn is happening, uh, Ethel's still doing her thing. Tuesday still doing her thing. You know, this well, we don't care about Tuesday. Yeah. Do you like how I called her Wednesday the whole time? <laughs> yes, I do appreciate that. <laughs> I honestly didn't get that until just now. Oh, oh. it's so good. I'm going to have to save that whole rant. It's so good. I was, yeah. frankly, a little like, distracted I... by us posting all the gifts in Discord. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard you calling her uh, Wednesday, but I'm just like, it's it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Wednesday, but I, I also heard Tuesday. <laughs> I was honestly... Well, there, there's a couple things I felt like could have been really entertaining about those journals. Was one, no one made the medicine check, so everyone assumed it was some sort of cipher or something. And two, it also would have been funny if Hamish was the only one who could possibly read it, and then Hamish had to then speak out loud what was happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. And that would have been thoroughly entertaining for me. That mm-hmm. definitely would have slowed down your progress towards anything pertaining to the story, but it would have been funny. <laughs> so Yeah. So there's that. Uh, at some if we will let him at some point during the day he probably gonna drop um ears, eyes and a mouth onto the axe just in case they become like, you know able to work. She would want to ask Choppy first if that's okay. <laughs> but without a mouth that works, how could he tell you? 
Twitch to the left if it's okay, to the right if it's not. So if it's okay with choppy, I am an axe. <laughs> you, you, you'd have to draw the ears on, ask it, and then draw the rest of the face. But how are you going to know if he wants ears if <laughs> you can't ask him? That is the well, trick Jacoba of should the question. Have wandered off to go steal my girl then, eh? Well, maybe you should have asked him to That's ask so much stupid ass question. The problem so. is now we can't off Jacoba because we need him to be able to talk to Choppy. Oh gosh, this is all just. Z- Zill almost stopped him. <laughs> well, yeah, you're protesting. You know, I was not his property. I was in the street. I will take a level in I, I anything <laughs> just to get message. Okay. Uh, I will sell a... my soul to Darmok just to get message. <laughs> isn't there? Even though warlocks don't get message. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a feat. Damn isn't there a feat that gives you yeah, just like a random spell? Yeah, there's a feat that gets you a cantrip. Okay, I posted on Discord. <laughs> Um, oh, that's true. There's magic initiate, but I have to wait another four levels for another feat. Well, you should have thought of that before you made choppies. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. See. But then I couldn't dual wield battle axes, and how badass is it to dual wield battle axes? Okay. Well, what's more important, being a responsible parent or a badass fighter? <laughs> badass I fighter. I think those two things go hand in hand in this case. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so I posted my interpretation of Axie in Discord. I am an axe. <laughs> yeah, I should write that. Because my phone's got uh, like I, a little editor. He's frowning. Yeah, he's distressed. <laughs> I, he, he just came. I thought I calmed him down. I thought I calmed him down. Did you ask him permission well, before he drew ears? <laughs> well, he's no longer angry, but he is distressed. He just came to awareness and. He's got no senses, and he's just moving around. Um, I'm just now seeing all the gifts from from when. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is a friend of mine's cat. <laughs> nice. Sitting in a walk. <laughs> yes. Mm, Chinese. Cats always sit in some container that they can fit into. If yeah. Fit, they sit if it fits, in. they sit. That's the rule. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Whiskey, by the way. Oh, Whiskey. That's perfect. That's such a great pun. <laughs> uh, whiskers and alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Her other cat, which ended up staying with her ex-husband, was named Tomato. Oh, the. I I don't know why you guys said you draw ears on Axie because I drew an ear on. I find it very upsetting. <laughs> it is very upsetting. Well, I asked, I asked you if you asked him permission to draw a year on him. You can't communicate with him. I, mean, I suppose that means he can't give consent, so there's that. Yeah. Well, so I mean, you... I guess, unless he knows sign language. I mean, how. But he need eyes. Can... Tap once for yes and twice for no. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he'd have to spontaneously know Morse code. Yeah, if not. Have, yeah. Listen, did we think this through? No. No. <laughs> Is it going to be okay? Yes. We just, we just fucking went for it. Uh, sorry, magic sentient circle. That obviously is going to like imbue him with like eons of knowledge as well as making it sentient. Yeah. That changes the theory least, anyway. 
have as much knowledge as Lester, and Lester was at the very least a semi-functioning human being. Lester is an idiot, okay? Semi-functional human being, which is more than Choppy has right now. <laughs> yes. Lester is an idiot that's possessing Liam and Jacoba. Simultaneously. Well, and actually, we don't know if Liam's possessed. Oh. Jacoba is possessed by a fucking idiot wizard, okay? Yes. Well, you say idiot, but we've uh, established that he was dyslexic. Yes. So, that's fun. I was I was kind of hoping all of those medicine checks would fail, because that would have been funny if all of you were, like, assume, again, assuming it was a cipher or some sort of magical thing, and it just wasn't that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no, he's just dyslexic. You're reading too far into it. <laughs> Which makes him a terrible wizard, because wizards, you don't know, need to read and write and memorize things, and that's difficult for a dyslexic. Mm-hmm. It would have been, it would have been better if he was a sorcerer, but he's not. So, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna stop the recording. I gotta go. This was fun. All right. It's Bye, bedtime. Guys. Bye. Bye. It's bedtime for Ian. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We have a Discord now, and that will be linked in the description of this episode. And please send all feedback and dear Hamish letters to dnrfancast at gmail.com. That's the letters, dnrfancast at gmail.com.